Catalog is hit. See me rolling Tupac, I'ma get it on my own. Had to move away to get me closer to the ocean. Seashell, had to get it myself. At the house, since a young and I've been paying my bills. For the longest, I don't need you. All you niggas see through. Round up motherfuckers, I can wait through. Too much money to be making, need it wide. Work for myself like all you niggas aren't it. Look at you probably can Google me, eh? Dr. Bob, what did you do to me, eh? Wake up like, what are you doing today? I'm making first to economy, eh? I'ma go back to hiatus. If these juice won't play this, might die, might die. RP to my day. Welcome to the Cohort Sports Report. My name is Jeff Woodworth, joined in studio today by Matteo Polverari. I'm back. You're back. It's a football Sunday, so you're back. Um, of course you're on back. football Sunday. You are flying the colors, even though it was pretty rough today. Same here. One um, step closer to Boza. Okay, well, I'm... That'd be a great Linkin Park song. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm one step closer to just losing my mind, man. It was, uh, it was a nice... You have, a, you have, like, a competitive, structured team. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys are still winning? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that's like. <laughs> um. Yeah, so... First off, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was wonderful. Uh, we didn't have any Asian food, though. No, no uh, Asian no food. Lumpia? No, no Lumpia. I was pretty no Ponce. Dumb. Pretty disappointed. No uh, white rice. Yeah, okay. it was very, no white very rice. American <laughs> structured. Turkey? Yeah, turkey. I guess structure may be the word that I'm using today. Turkey's, turkey's overrated, man, because if you listen to uh, people who say their favorite dish, and i got to be completely honest, I think I'm taking this I, this take is either from my girlfriend or or it's from Flan. Flan's not here, MIA right now. Uh so shout out to you, Flan. Shout out, um, Flan. Yeah, uh, turkey's overrated because nobody ever says turkey's their favorite dish, right? Like when mm-hmm. you talk to people, they'd always just be like, "Oh, they pick a side." So they pick like a stuffing or mashed potatoes, or you know, like weirdos pick the green bean casserole. Yeah, like the, the nobody ringer, ever says turkey. Yeah, Ringer does uh, the Ringer. They do a they had a matrix, and so you they did like the NBA players where you pick from five dollars, four dollars, three dollars, two dollars, and they just left turkey off. They said turkey's already a given. Yeah. Yeah, Everybody's so. gonna have turkey. Would you rather do Thanksgiving turkey or Thanksgiving ham? Or are you waiting for ham until Christmas? Ham till Christmas. I, ham till yeah, Christmas. I'm traditionalist. It's really weird how that how that came to be. I don't know why ham is the Christmas dish. Hey. Yeah. I wonder if that'll be a Google search later. We'll deep dive that uh, later. In middle yeah. of the night, I'm gonna wake up and be like, "Why is ham Christmas? Yeah. How was your, was yours Who good?" Started that. Um, yeah, we had about 12, 13 people over. It was really small. It was nice. Uh, close, close family, aunts and uncles, and a uh, couple cousins. So, it was are cool. you good with the? Do you guys get along with your family? Is it a good bonding? Oh yeah, like I mean, I got family down in. I got an aunt, and uncle, and a cousin in the in the city. I got an aunt, and uncle in um in the East Bay, and then their daughter, my cousin, she's also 
in the in the East Bay. She's not living with them anymore. But like I get uh, my sense of humor aligns with the 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 family from the city really well. Mm-hmm. You know, like I could still get a rise out of the people from uh, Concord, but or you know my my family from Concord, but the family from Daly City, like it's just a dark, sarcastic yeah. sense of humor that we just like. Oh, yeah, I lo- always like that with family reunions when you like look at a cousin and you're like, you're exactly like me. I can yeah, tell right? we're family. We yeah. don't we don't need no twenty three. We don't we don't look alike, but uh, but we definitely have the same personality type. Like my grandma's just Bible thumping religious all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. You know, like not all of a sudden. It's been past couple years. Like I love her, but it's just sometimes I'm just like, woo, chill. So when that family first came up, uh, you know, they came in the door. The first thing I said to them was, oh, praise Odin. And they just started <laughs> laughing. So, you know, of course, my mom's just like, stop that. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's a, it, was, it was good. I enjoyed it. And uh, it's, it's fun to get family come together. The next question is, have you gotten any Christmas stuff up yet? No. I have Christmas decorations in the trunk of my car that I took from the, that, that the radio station gave to me mm-hmm. when I first started working there. I guess I was like a little party favor. Like, congrats, got the job. Here's some old-ass Christmas decorations. So I'll hang those up in my room when it comes time. Maybe get festive around the podcast. I'll bring them out here. But uh, no Christmas decorations. We still have a week left of November. I know. It, it's it's slippery slope. Uh, I went out with my roommate today. Shout out to Brian. Uh, What's up, Brian? Brian, general manager, El Dorado. If you need a great place to stay in Sonoma, heart of Sonoma, El Dorado Hotel, great hospitality. They are not sponsoring the podcast. That no is sponsorship. All, that is all the time they will get. That's it. Hopefully that gets like an Instagram post, Brian. <laughs> Just a little snippet you can put tagging this show. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we got our tree up. It's probably the earliest I've done it. I was actually surprised. My mom usually puts things up today. This is like kickoff for her. Yeah. Like day after day after Thanksgiving, she's usually already got everything. Having the dad haul everything down, so it was a bit strange. She didn't have anything going. Yeah. Are you prepared for Cyber Monday? You gosh, I was barely I was barely prepared. Do you get anything? No, didn't get anything on Black Friday. Black Friday is kind of overrated. And I noticed most most stores are starting to do that too. I mm-hmm. noticed like I got a, still a bunch of ads and everything, but a bunch of it's for Cyber Monday. And I'm, shit. I'm curious because a lot of the websites. Um, I saw them roll out a lot of things, and so I was asking people. I was like, "Have you done Black Friday?" And they're like, "No, I didn't go big box shopping." I was like, "No, no, no!" Like a lot of the websites are already like. My brother just texted me about Fanatics is still doing thirty percent off, which is their biggest sale. Yeah. So it's uh, it seems like they're all pushing their Cyber Monday too, or is this just gonna be another wave? Jump on it now, people! Jump on it now! Uh, we'll touch on that a little bit later. Mm. Uh, we got a packed show for you, and of course we say that every time, but it's a football Sunday, and Mateo's back. So, of course, we have the winners and losers, Football. sporting <laughs> sporting headline winners and losers. We have um, fantasy fo- or we have hashtag hysteria. Excuse me. We put some more NFL teams to rest. Then we have fantasy football fanatics. So you, playoff time is starting in some leagues or the home stretch. Mateo's got the insight for you there. And then we wrap it up with the pop culture update. It is a doozy today. It is. A, we were talking about this last night about oh my god there's two things that we had to put on there for sure we put a couple more on there so but without further ado it's time for the word of the day word of the day you keep using that word i don't think it means what you think it means today's word of the day is seri it's a verb s-e-r-r-y and what does seri mean to crowd together closely so if you take a look at the NFL postseason playoff picture right now. There are a bunch of teams serried together in the playoff hunt. I think that is the correct proper usage of that word. So it's Sari? Sari. I'm gonna say Surrey. I'm gonna draw. I'm gonna be like, yeah, the, the playoff picture is crowded, or a Surrey, I guess, would be the word. Surely crowded. Yeah. yeah. Um, or no, that's redundant. It'd just be like it's very Surrey. Yeah, yeah, very, very Surrey. The ser- No, 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 no. You'd have to say like the Surrey. 
the uh, Serie AFC, AFC playoff picture. Just the crowded AFC playoff picture. That's that makes me feel like I'm back in English class now. Right? Yeah, just practicing how to say these things. Mm-hmm. Anyway, word of the day, Siri, S-E-R-R-Y, verb, meaning to crowd together closely. Don't know why I said that so weird. To crowd together closely, Siri. All right, now it's time for winners and losers. There are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner, ultimately. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Loser, 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 loser. Winners and losers for episode 48 of the podcast. We are getting up there. Podcasts are really old. What are you going to do for 50? I don't know. We'll do it. That's a week away, so oh we have lots of time to plan. Uh, Make it a big, big. I might rent a tux then. That's a yeah, fifty. <laughs> do some awards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So winners and losers. Let us first begin with um with shouting out your brother because I really appreciated that little tidbit that you gave before. You said your brother has now started saying there are winners and there are losers. Mm-hmm. So shouts out to brother Pavel. You said his name before. What's his Eric. name? Eric. Eric. Shouts out to you, Eric. I promise I will not forget that again. And then we'll be extending an invite to you too soon, maybe, probably, to be ready. Okay, first up on the winners and losers list, did you watch the match? Oh God, you did not watch I, the money I watched grab. The, I, I was it, it was cool that it all of a sudden popped up streaming on Bleacher Report during my lunch break. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, so I heard that the pay per view ended up turning out to be a free stream, which was a little weird. So I guess I hope they're refunding everybody. Comcast said they're refunding mm-hmm. everybody who ordered it, so that's cool. Um, but yeah, so anyway, the final result, Phil beat Tiger on the fourth playoff hole. Mm-hmm. So they really they needed 22 holes. 18 wasn't enough. And they said they went to darkness, correct? Like they said there was really bad lighting. Yep, yep. So, well, that's what happens when you tee those things <laughs> off at like one o'clock in the afternoon and you get a four and a half hour round of golf. But I mean, it, so this to me had a, had a Pacquiao Mayweather feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't watch it. You know, you said that you were able to peep the stream, but congrats to Phil. You know, congrats That's to Phil on beating Tiger. Money. <laughs> Nine million. And then how much were they? They bet on the first hole. It was That's like a lot of money. Two hundred thousand. Yeah. Yeah, because one of them put down a hundred thousand, and then the other one matched it and said, "All right, let's go for it." So they put two hundred thousand dollars on the first hole. And then they even rolled out the nine million for the photos be- before the match. There's all the photos mm-hmm. of Phil and yeah, Phil it and reminded Tiger. me of like yeah. Hugh and uh, gosh, uh, what's his name. Uh, Blanking from Breaking Bad when they lay on the money. The yeah 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 the yeah. cone-headed dude. Yeah, the comedian. Oh god, I've been listening to a ton of his stand-up and I forgot his name. Yep, I forgot his name too. I don't. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't remember. Patrice? No, it's not Patrice. No, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the bigger, bigger, darker gentleman with a cone. Well, head. he's Hugh in the show, and then I forget who the white guy is. Uh, it's gonna drive me insane. Well, we'll get to it later. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, the tiger, tiger beat Phil, or, or I mean Phil beat Tiger. So congrats to him. I'm sure there's a lot of people who had that going the other way. Um, you know, it's good for the sport of golf because it got us talking about golf where we probably would not have otherwise talked about golf. So. Yeah, and it was a good dead zone day after Thanksgiving. Most people are either shopping, hanging out, home yeah. shopping. There's or... not a whole lot of a. Uh, there's not a whole lot of sports going on during the day. You have to wait till till night. Um, this goes back to like Floyd and every like gimmicky fighty setup what no, what amount would you pay for a tiger and fill it too if they did it again is 20 reasonable if they streamed it for free i ain't paying for right. nothing now the bleacher <laughs> they, report ruined just, that yeah, yeah. You keep waiting for them they to started off at 30 bucks that was kind of interesting Jeez. i would say maybe 20 would be tops where i just mm-hmm. feel, i wouldn't feel bad about it i'd be like all right i'll pay 20 bucks for this so all right next up on the winners losers list uh <laughs> So more more old heads fighting, or you know, going head to head, I should say. Tito Ortiz knocked oh out God. Chuck Liddell in their trilogy fight that was put on. wasn't put on by the UFC, wasn't put on by One FC, wasn't put on by anybody that you know. Golden Boy Promotions, 
So they did a pretty shitty job of promoting that fight to begin with. Oscar De La Hoya, we know he cares more about boxing than he does MMA. But, uh, yeah, Tito beat Chuck in the first round. Knockout. God, I saw the knockout. It was brutal. Yeah, I didn't even see the absolutely knockout. brutal. Yeah. Yeah, he, like, clocked Chuck. And as Chuck's going down, I think he hits him again. And then Chuck hits, and he's pretty much slumped over. Yeah. He looked like and me after Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, and then he gets, like, two more in. And I was like, nope, not what I wanted. That's not the way I want to see Chuck Liddell back in the ring. Well, the thing is, is that Chuck Liddell, he had a glass jaw to begin with. You know, he was very susceptible to getting knocked out. And the thing, what we're finding out with more brain surgery, or, you know, more brain research, I, say, I should say, is uh, the body has that response. Whereas if you, glass jaw syndrome is a real thing. If you get hit in the head so many times, your brain just trains itself to shut off. So here's to say, Tito might have not even gotten, he might have just clipped Chuck. But Chuck has been knocked so yeah, many times. Say, Rampage is the one that probably just destroyed yeah. that one. Yeah, right. So it's just you, you get you the brain has a number on it, just like your heartbeat. You never know how many beats you're gonna have and one day it just is done, you know? I hope he never steps back in a ring again. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's, it's awful. He was see. calling out John Jones and it's like John Jones would destroy mm-hmm. you, you know? Nobody wants to see that fight anymore. So I, I didn't even watch the fight, but I watched I mean I, I read the articles about what had happened and uh it just sounded like it was a very, very subpar. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had a hard time watching. Like uh, there was like twenty fights on the undercard, or I mean, there was twenty <laughs> fights. Yeah, twenty fights on the main card, or something like that, and they were all pretty crappy. De La Hoya pretty much said at the press conference, "We're only going to talk about Liddell Ortiz because when Jeez. you think about MMA, you think about these two guys. I don't even know the rest of these fighters. Like one hell of a great, promotion yeah, job. Great job to squash Jesus. everybody. Yeah, clear money grab. So I hope you know Golden Boy's going to do it again. I hope they do it a lot better. Mm-hmm. You know, need to enlist some help with. Uh, the money team, you know, those, you know, some uh, rival promotion, but you got to learn somewhere. All right. Next up on the winners list, uh, we're going to do this and then start transitioning over to some losers. Doug Maroney is uh, safe as the Jaguars head coach. There was a report that came out today that was saying that Doug Marone, uh, Doug Marone or Maroney? I think it's Marone. I think it's Marone. I think I'm saying it wrong. Pardon me. Anyway, win some games. I'll learn your name. Uh, so Doug Marone, his job is safe as the Jags head coach. Uh, what do you think about that? I really have no reaction when Blake when you're every week Blake Bortles is being thrown out there. I don't I don't care if your coach is uh, Mike Tomlin. I don't care if it's Bill Belichick. You're doing everything you can to hide your quarterback. Yeah, what are you doing? Okay, like we saw this last like this has been the one year where and I want to save this for our breakdown later. But this has been the one year that just kind of exposed Blake Bortles as like so most of those some of the picks are not his fault. Don't get me wrong, they're not his fault. But um. It's just, it's so bad, man. Like, you're literally running an offense that is trying to hide how bad your quarterback is when we know how bad your quarterback is. It's become is. Groundhog Day. Every week, it's we're bashing them for doing the same thing over and over again, and it just shows that they don't trust him. Uh, yeah, his job should be safe. Oh, sorry, I just saw something pop up on the computer that's going to relate to what we're going to be talking about later. So, <laughs> yeah, had to give the hand signal so you uh, know. Um, yeah, all right, the, the pop culture segment is oh, like an man. old school, like John Smoltz closer I, that's coming in. Uh, yeah, you just can't wait, right? We're just setting it up right now. Uh, okay, so first up on the losers list, uh, Bruce Arians. And did Bruce Arians ever coach the uh, culture? Was he just a OC out there for Chuck Pagano? No, he was the he was the head coach. He's the coach, and then he wait, went to Arizona. Oh wait, no, I got it backwards. Pagano was the coach, and then Pagano got sick, and then he. He was the OC that became the interim coach. And then he went to Arizona, and then didn't he have to step away for cancer, or was that Pagano that stood to, to I court? believe he had a health issue. Okay. Uh, Pagano left for cancer. He had some sort of he- health issue that he did need to step back for a tiny bit. And that was one of the reasons he said he retired is because he couldn't keep up to the day to get Arians? Grind. Yeah, Arians. Okay, well, now I'm putting him on the losers list because he says he'll unretire for one job and one job only. 
the Cleveland Browns. And I'm thinking to myself, huh, no. If you weren't healthy enough to coach, chill out, Urban Meyer. Okay, we already have <laughs> enough of those coaches in Ohio. You know, the whole, I oh, got health issues up. Now there's a lucrative opportunity that's opening up for me. I want to do it. Like, no thanks. Um, and then you also got to take into effect that Greg Williams is really just, I mean, he's kind of, maybe it's just like a short-term, you know, jolt that they're going to get. But, like, the Browns didn't win any games last year, and now they've won four. Whatever formula they have going on, no matter how jacked up it is, it's producing wins. Now you just need to uh, patch that out for the rest of the year. And I think Greg Williams might be the guy. Oh, I, God. I hate to say it, dude, but it's I'm, just, I'm like you're, you're, at this point, you're looking at Bruce Arians or Condoleezza Rice. And Condoleezza Rice already said she don't want the I'm, job. I'm all in on Bruce. I love Arians. Like, even if he does I like him in the booth. I mean, uh, I, I just think he would be perfect with Baker. Their offensive coordinator worked with uh, Arians in Arizona. He has a special teams coach there. He's got a lot of connections there. And I think the way he'd use Baker, I mean, it wouldn't even really have to change. Baker wouldn't even have to transition into a new offense. Um, I, the only thing that now I'm skeptical of is I'm not the biggest Greg Williams fan. So for him to say that he'd keep Greg Williams on, I'd be like, no, you got to get a new DC. Attack the head. <laughs> Attack the head. For those of you who do not get that reference, that is Greg Williams talking about uh, he's, he's telling his Saints defense to go attack players in a very vulnerable position when he sees them out on the field. He was part of Bounty Gate, where they were putting money up to see who could knock certain players out of the game with injuries. And I just never buy the late-season wins. I mean, it's good to have. It's good signs. It just never carries over Is to the next Is Week 12 year. too late in the season? Like, I, I mean, they're out. Of, they're they're pretty much out. They're two games out. They're two games out of the teams that are still chasing for that sixth seed. Um, you know, I point to like the Niners last year. Like, w they won. Oh, yeah. They won. They won a bunch of games. Didn't carry over. I can even point to the Niners with like Singletary and Mike Nolan. They always had those late season surges. And is it natural regression, or is it that this team's very talented on both sides of the ball? It's extremely talented, and so that's why I have a hard time wanting to give the give the reins to a guy like Greg Williams. I want somebody that's a little bit more imaginative. Imaginative. Ah, in yeah, the, I got you. Yeah, thank you. In the <laughs> offense. All right. Um, so I, I, I don't disagree, but I'm just saying what he's doing right now is, you know, because how he's, many wins they have before they fired Hugh? <laughs> two? I yeah, think they two. Had two wins and he a tie. Is, he's a huge upgrade over Hugh and Todd Haley. Yeah. I, I will say that. All right. All right. Next up on the losers list, I'm going to put Greg Popovich. Um, and the reason I'm putting Pop is because of the way that he's handling this whole Kawhi Leonard thing, the breakup, just the severage, the severage of his of his core, right? Because Tim Duncan retired, Tony Parker's now on the Hornets, Manu retired, and then you had, um, oh, okay, Flan, this breaking news, Flan just texted me saying, WTF, I just woke up, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Are you okay? We're going to get like daily Flam updates into this segment. No, I just, I'm, I'm just texting him, I'm saying, Are you okay? And are you still trying to come for the show? <laughs> We just started winners and losers. Kind of a lie. He's on the cohorts questionable list right now. Right. Oh Can my. he get upgraded to probable? We'll find out. All right. Um, anyway, so I'm, I'm going back to this pop thing because, uh, yeah, Flan just threw me for a loop. I was looking at the computer, and I see my messages thing pop up. I was like, hey, what's up, dude? All right. Um, so, yeah, Pop's a loser for the way that he's handling this whole thing. He called out uh, Kawhi, and he said, what did he say? Uh, Kawhi was a great player, but he wasn't a leader. Manu and Patty, talk about Patty Mills, were the leaders. Kawhi's talent will always be missed, but leadership wasn't his deal at the time. That may come as he progresses. Patty and Manu filled that role for us last year. Lamarcus, talking about Aldridge, came a long way as a leader, as a leader too, or as a leader also. Wow. Kawhi, on the other hand, responded uh, pretty maturely. It's funny. It's just funny to me. 
I don't know if he's talking about last year or not. I guess when you stop playing, they forget how you lead. It doesn't matter. I'm here with the Raptors, and I'm focused on the season and not what's going on on the other side. So a very mature response from Kawhi, um, and basically just saying, I'm focused you know, on, on this team. What's going on here? I can't worry about what my old coach said. Uh, Pop is just sounding like a bitter-ass old man right now. So yeah. any, your, your thoughts on that saga? Honestly, I haven't gotten into the quotes until you read them to me. I'm pretty blown away that Pop would go that deep. Right? It just And it, it, talking about a player that's not yours, you know? Like, it's mm-hmm. one thing for Pop to be able to talk about guys that he's playing against. You know, maybe talk about a guy on the other team that you're going to be facing soon. But to go out of your way and talk about a former player at this rate, you just kind of sound like a bitter ex-girlfriend, you know? Yeah, and you're going to have to honor Leonard eventually down the road. Yeah, when he's, he comes back, he yeah, won a championship with you guys. Yeah, he's done so much for the organization. First game back, they're going to give a little video montage, and Pop's mm-hmm. probably going to have to go up to him and say something. They'll get the awkward hello. You know, there's there was one of those today, too. We'll get to that a little bit later. We're just we're just hinting and teasing, just a giant tease right now. But, uh, yeah, so I, I don't understand why Pop took that shot, but, oh, well, he did. All right, next up on the winner's list, uh, sticking with basketball, Steph Curry. Now, this is just a report that I read online. Uh, shout out to Bleacher Report. I don't know exactly who wrote it. I just saw the, the headline. Steph Curry could be back as soon as next week, as early as next week. Thank so you. what at, at what point, because do you consider Sunday the start of the week, or do you consider Monday the start of the week? On oh, a calendar, I, Sunday is the start of the week. Monday is the start I've of the week. I've always done Monday. Okay. Yeah, every job I work has been <laughs> Sunday. I'm always a Monday person, and people look at me like I'm nuts. So maybe I should conform back to Sundays. Yeah, right. But on Monday, what about you? Uh, no, I kind of look at it as like Monday is the start of the week. Yeah. But really, on a calendar, you get the first day of the week off, and you get the last day of the week off, and then you, they just so happen to overlap each other. I can't hashtag weekend. rise and grind when I'm working out on a Sunday. <laughs> it makes no sense. That's a day no. off. Plus, when you're rising and grinding just to get to the couch to watch mm-hmm. some red zone, you yep. know, there's a lot of rise and grind there. I had big plans for a leg day today, and that just totally fell off when I woke up. I was like, ah, football's on in about 45 minutes. I overslept. So. And then you're like, oh, Thanksgiving was a couple days ago, too. It's, exactly. Yeah. I got to jump back on the horse tomorrow morning, though, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. All right. Um, but, yeah, so Steph could be back as early as next week. Um, I don't uh, – so next Sunday, maybe we could see we could see Steph maybe at the end of this current week, since this is the start of the week now. I don't think we're going to start saying that. Just and you're starting <laughs> your week off. Um, so it, it's, it's it's interesting to me. But once he comes back, that's trouble for the rest of the NBA, especially once Draymond comes back and the whole squad's at full full health and there'll be peace and harmony with everything because Steph's there and he's able to he's a great equalizer, getting everybody to zen out. Also, shout out to Steph. Uh, th- he's going to be back as soon as next week. Even after getting in that car accident, what was that day after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Black yeah, yeah. Friday, his Porsche got smashed. Was it the Oakland PD that did the Facebook post? I don't. I'm not exactly sure. I just saw the picture on Twitter from from a God, random account. I, I want to say it's the Oakland PD. Uh, they're a big. I feel they're a winner too because they got Steph the pose for a photo, and then they did a PSA about safe driving. Yeah, right. I was like, oh, that's a great. He way. got he got rear-ended by somebody, and mm-hmm. then and then he was and then he was pushed into or he was not pushed. He was smushed into another car because I saw his his Porsche. Poor oh, Porsche. Man. Rich yes. people problems, but uh, yeah, his Porsche's front end was smashed up. So good to see that he's okay though. Uh, my favorite was on that same post by the Oakland PD. The first comment that had a couple of different likes was, I don't get why Steph Curry has his windows tinted so dark. Shouldn't that be a fine? <sighs> I was like, you're the only dude that's going to call out Steph in this area. Well, that's somebody else that's been fined for having mm-hmm. tinted windows. That's what they're doing is they're calling that out. Why is he getting away with that? I was oh. like, win, it, win a league MVP and then you can tint your windows. Right, and Steph's probably not rolling something under, you know, behind those <laughs> tinted windows. Reckless speculation, but like, come on, why else are you having tinted windows for? 
Um, <laughs> protect the sun from the inside of your car. All right. Uh, this one's a little weird, but we're going to transition. This is a loser on the list. Uh, shout out to the NHL and all our, our hockey cohort because we're going to touch on this real quick. Uh, did you did you hear this? Vancouver Canucks Antoine Roussel, I believe I pronounced that R O U S S E L Roussel. Antoine Roussel fined five thousand dollars for biting sharks. Mark Edward Vlasic. Ooh. He bought he he bought him he bit him on the hand. Uh, I guess it was during San Jose's win for or four to nothing win on Friday. Was that an ejection? I don't know. I'm, I like As I say, the NHL's getting soft if that's an ejection. Yeah, it's weird, but I mean, yeah, you just clearly see him chomp down on the hand as refs are trying to trying to sort out the mess. That's awesome. It's interesting. And these two teams don't play again until February 11th. So we'll see if Vlasic comes out and gives him that hand again. Just, you know, you want to bite on it? I'll throw it. I'll I give you a sandwich. You, I think you got to. Knuckle, I I, knuckle yeah. sandwich for him right after there. He, took a, he tried to take a chunk out of it. He tried the Tyson you. Oh, man. Yeah, well, he was going after the ear, but yeah, he was Jeez. he had, he had a vampire. <laughs> Jeez. All right, so that is uh, is on the loser list. Antoine Roussel, I believe that's how you if pronounce it. If I was it. an NFL player, I'd be pissed if I saw, like, this dude. So I lead with my helmet, and it's, what, like a $50,000 <laughs> fine. He bites somebody, and it's $5,000. they are not even really following that that much in this year. No, I was going to bring not. that up. The helmet rule should be on our wood chipper. Just all the people that said it was going to ruin the game. Just yeah, nope. We'll save that for a future episode. But uh, Yeah, f- we should have been prepared for falling with body weight on quarterback rooting oh, the league compared man, to head, that is uh, leading with the helmet. Hottest take. All right. Um, and then the last winner is really just everybody uh, in the college football Saturday, like we were treated, man, like it was something else. Did how much college football did you watch on Saturday? Nothing. Retail schedule has me stuck on Saturday. Oh, I'm yeah, so sorry no, to hear that. But I had I had to have the game cast open for uh, Harbaugh. Had to have my support for the former Niners. That coach. one was bad. Shocker, uh, Flan's not showing up. Billy's uh, Billy's not going to be on until Wednesday, so we'll find out what he has to say there. Uh, Michigan laid an egg against Ohio State, which is what I was saying from the start is that Michigan's offense wasn't creative enough. Michigan hung their hat on their defense, but so did LSU. And what did Alabama do to LSU? Hung 29 on him and yeah. won 29 to nothing because he didn't have the offense. He didn't have the imaginative offense. I was trying to break that down for my girlfriend this weekend. I'm saying a team like in Oklahoma or Washington State. Well, Washington State, who I thought. Because, yeah, you had good games. You had uh, Oklahoma beating West Virginia on Friday. That was a great game. That one was your classic Big 12, no defense, let's go. And then you had A&M, LSU the next night going seven overtimes. I saw a tweet that said, uh, Chiefs, Rams, oh, my God, this game is great. And then uh, there, <laughs> and then Oklahoma, West Virginia said, hold my beer. And then Texas A&M and LSU was just Leroy Jenkins just charging in. But that was – you didn't laugh at that. Did you not get that reference? No, I got the reference. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to be like, well, maybe I just did a bad job of No, I'm like that. trying to process the games because I didn't okay. get a chance to watch them. I just know three. It was crazy. I was like, did he die? Really just drop a reference that he does not get? All right. Uh, no. So, yeah. A&M, LSU, uh, seven overtimes. The final score was 74-72. Right? My my girlfriend had a hot take that that game was going to be over in the third overtime. And my dad and I were just sitting there watching it with her. And we just started laughing at her. Every time I went to another overtime, it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, I came up with a nickname for Texas A&M wide receiver uh, Kendrick Rogers. I called him Talcum Powder. 
because he was just he was he's catching balls. Everything was going. It, it was just it was sticking to it. You know, his, his hands were sticking to the balls. Um, but he had three. <laughs> I thought he had way more catches. He only had three catches for fifty three <laughs> yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> he so made those. Damn. He, he made them yeah, count. He made them count. But he also had a reception for uh, a two point conversion. But yeah, I I was sitting there and all of a sudden the wit struck and I was just like nobody has handled balls quite like that since the likes of Freddie Mercury and Elton John. And <laughs> so I nicknamed him Talcum Powder because he's he was just sticking to those Looks balls. Like he, man. If he goes if he goes pro, you got your fantasy football nickname for next year yeah. for your team. <laughs> he's 21, so we'll see when he when he when he uh, chooses to to become draft eligible. But uh, yeah, then you had Washington, Washington State, which I didn't watch a whole bunch of, so that was kind of disappointing to see that Wazoo dropped the ball there. I was really hoping that they'd make it in as a uh, as a college football playoff team. But then Georgia beat Georgia Tech, so they moved up. We'll be breaking that down on the next episode. Um, but yeah, this Oklahoma team is pretty much where I'm putting I'm putting my hat in the ring. I'm hoping that they make it as a four seed. Oklahoma has the offensive creativity to disrupt against Alabama because you're not going to beat Bama. You're not going to stop that. You're not going to stop the offense. They get the top recruits at every position, and now Saban has a quarterback. Saban has a really good quarterback. Do you think Ohio State sneaks in? Do you think probably the, you the think way that it's set, the way that the AP poll is set up right now with Ohio State at six. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen when the when the actual playoff rankings come out on Tuesday, but Ohio State bumping up to six and having Michigan drop to eight, and now you've only got UCF at number nine, I think is what they're at now. Like that tells you UCF definitely ain't making it in. LSU is still the cutoff for what they think teams that should should not make it in, and they just lost. So you know, I I don't know what's going to happen there as and, far as the top ten goes. And do you think Notre Dame's done enough that they're in? Notre Dame's in for sure. Beaten. I thought for sure. I was cheering for SC so hard towards the end of that game. I didn't even care what I had in the Lytle's locks. I was just like, let's go Trojans. Just fuck it all up. You know, like shake it up. Cause I'm tired. I'm tired of Alabama, Clemson. Okay, and I don't know. I don't. I've watched enough of Notre Dame to be like I know that they're contenders. I just don't know. They're definitely they have enough to contend with Clemson, and they have enough to contend who's ever going to be number four. I don't know if this is a team that can contend with Alabama. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed if we get a Clemson Alabama because I don't want another two weeks of can Clemson do enough to knock them off again. Yeah, and, I know, yeah, and, it's it's just, just, and then we would just talk about the past. We talk about past matchups that don't even matter because you don't because like right? Deshaun it's Watson's like Warriors gone. Cavs. Yeah, the way, yeah, the Warriors Cavs. It's been. old, man. Like I'm tired of the trilogies. Like the trilogies have to be spaced out. They can't be back mm -hmm. to back to back. All right, it's very annoying. Like although. If you're going to go the Tito Ortiz Chuck Liddell route, you waited too long. But I'm just saying like the as far as sports trilogies go, like I need one maybe every other year, every 2 years, and that's cool. But like if once you start just bang 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 bang, it gets old. And college football's regional enough as it is to where you're going to lose the West Coast if you don't have uh if you don't have some variety in there because how many Alabama fans are there out here? How many Clemson fans are there out here? You know, you have you probably have a good amount of Notre Dame fans because they're just everywhere. Mm -hmm. But that fourth team, you want to put somebody in there that's going to generate some interest for people to tune in and be like, is this a team that can knock Alabama yep. off? Oklahoma's that team. If Oklahoma beats uh, Texas in the Big 12 championship game and you watch what happens between Georgia and Alabama in the SEC championship game, it's going to be very interesting. You're either going to have two SEC teams in there or you're going to have, uh, or you're going to have a Big 12 team in there. So... Or actually, you might not even have two SEC teams. You might have um, Ohio State sneak in there, even not as the Big Ten champion, because Michigan's playing Northwestern. Oh, I man. think I believe is the is that's how that's going to yeah, go. Yeah, I believe it is. They're playing Northwestern. Yeah. Next, yeah. Oh no, Ohio State's playing Northwestern. Oh, Excuse me. Oh, yeah. Okay. So your 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 conference championship games, Pac-12 conference championship game is Utah Washington. That's whatever. Then you got Texas Oklahoma, which is great because we have that repeat of the Red River Showdown, which was so great about two months ago. You have Georgia Alabama. That's going to decide which SEC team gets in. 
um, especially if Oklahoma wins against Texas. I'm saying the only way Alabama could still sneak in would be as if um, – who's number four right now? Oh, they haven't actually released the rankings. I take that back. I, I could see two SEC teams making it in uh, depending on how – well, Georgia's number four. No, Georgia's number five. Who's the number four team right now according to the AP poll? Can you Google that real quick? Yeah, I'm looking it up. Okay, because, yeah, I'm saying I'm saying Oklahoma wins and they're in. But if they lose, that leaves the door open for a mess of uh, different teams to, to kind of sneak in. And interesting, FIU and Toledo have already accepted their invitations to the Bahamas Bowl. So December 21st, anybody's looking forward to that game, 9.30 in the morning. Wake up to FIU Toledo. So, oh, do you want me to start from 25? No. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I have my chance. Uh, <laughs> Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Georgia, o- Oklahoma, and Ohio State at 6. Okay, and then, okay. And then fighting UCF at 7. Oh, UCF's up to number 7. Mm-hmm. Okay, excuse me. I had the ranking. They going. jumped Michigan. Yeah, so. Uh, you should be embarrassed, Harbaugh. That's what I'm saying. UCF has no chance of making this in. It doesn't matter what they do. No. You will not. You, you're not making it in. Um, e- even, if you beat, even if you beat the piss out of Memphis. Uh, if Alab- so if Oklahoma loses and Georgia wins, Georgia, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, that will be your final four because they're not going to drop Alabama. Al- Alabama solidified themselves yeah. pretty much, you know. So now I just hope that Alabama wins. I hope that Oklahoma wins. And uh, you hope that Ohio State or Northwestern keeps it close with Ohio State. Mm-hmm. So at least if you're, if you're like me and you don't want to see the same old, same old in the college football playoffs. I'm still bummed out that Harbaugh's not going to be in it. He's just, just uh, that, that RPO worked well in the NFL when it was still, when it hadn't been fully adapted to, and he had the freak talent like Cap, mm-hmm. who had the legs and the arm to do it. Um, but now you're relying on somebody like Shea Patterson to do it in college, or it's a little game. bit more amateur. But yeah, man, you had the number one, it was the number one defense, right? It was Michigan? It was there, but yeah, I mean, uh, and then look and what Urban Meyer 60, did to it. He just pasted 60 60-burger, uh, real nice and man, easy. I don't, know. I don't know when Harbaugh's going to get over the hump. Gosh, I mean, I he did it three three years with the Niners. It was just championship game, also, Super Bowl championship game, just losses. I, I don't know why he ever left the NFL. I mean, you know, like he should have tried, tried to find another it's, job in the NFL. Uh, it was tough to pass on that Michigan job, though. He's just perfect. Like, I always said that he would come back and just do his two or three years at Michigan. He looks like he's just deeply rooted there. He, I mean, he, I mean, he's alumni. He, Bo Schembler we'll is see. this guy. Like, he looks genuinely the most happy I've ever seen. Bo who? Oh, was it Schembler? Schembechler. Oh, Schembechler. Yeah. My apologies, <laughs> Bo, wherever you, you are. You're good to the Schembechlers. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it. I mean, he took care of Michigan State. Uh, who was their other rival that they that they struggled with besides Ohio State? Um, it was Michigan State, Ohio State, and somebody else that they had trouble with. And he, he beat the other two. He exercised the other two demons this year. He just can't get past Ohio State. No. It's just, so. Yeah, 0-4. Yeah, Ohio State's had Michigan's number for a while mm-hmm. now, right? Going yeah, back to Jim Trestle. Yeah, a while. Yeah. Well, Michigan just had a bunch of just shitty coaches, mm-hmm. too. So Maybe not shitty, just didn't win the right fit. So, yes, very disappointed in the Washington-Washington State outcome. Notre Dame-USC was a decent game. Uh, also of note here, LSU and Texas A&M, after the seven overtimes, had a fight after the game. You would think that both teams would be exhausted, but I guess uh, two assistant coaches got into a scuffle, and according to one of the players on Texas A&M, or LSU, one of the Texas A&M coaches swung on an LSU assistant coach that has Parkinson's. <laughs> and so A&M didn't know about that, but once LSU saw this coach getting swung on, all bets were off. It was just jumped to his defense. How could you jump on somebody like that, even though they didn't know? You know, it's still 
Just not professional. Yeah, it was so. Kevin Falk who played for the Patriots, and it was Je- they said it was Jumbo Fi- or Jimbo Fisher's nephew that was ID'd as the man in that scuffle for LSU. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, don't come at Kevin Falk. He's still. I mean, he's only. Wait, he, they came at Kevin. Oh, Kevin Falk was the guy they saw. Yeah, the director. He's director of player personnel for oh, so LSU. Kevin, so Kevin he Falk was has, one of the fight for the. Wait, wait, wait. LSU. Time out. Time out. Does Kevin Falk have Parkinson's, or was that a was that a bogus report? Because Kevin, I haven't Falk, seen that report. That's Kevin Falk, like New York, New England Patriots. Kevin Falk. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I okay, that's reckless speculation. That's po- allegedly I read that's libel. If I if I if I go on the record and said that he actually had Parkinson's, I read that he had Parkinson's. I'm not 100 percent sure, maybe, um, but anyway, that'll do it for the winners and losers. It'll give Mateo an extra second to look that up, fact check it for mm-hmm. me. Um, I see the report. Yeah, I found a report that said as the story goes, Falk was standing up for. Steve, uh, I can't. I'm gonna butcher. I can't even say Bo's last name. So an LSU assistant with Parkinson's who was punched in the face by nephew of Jimbo Fisher. There you go. Oh, wow. Okay, so Kevin Falk interfered to come to defense, and then a, and a fight broke out. But yeah, so that was <laughs> ridiculous, man. Just college football bringing out all kinds of emotions. But all right, that'll do it for winners and losers. Now it is time to get to NFL talk. We're just gonna come at you like strap it, strap it in. We're going almost, almost gravely made a wrong mistake there. Uh, strap it in because we're about to do like 30 minutes of just unprecedented cohort sports report football coverage. Time for hashtag hysteria. No, God! No, God, please, no! No! Yeah! No! Yeah! No! Yes! Hashtag hysteria. Hashtag hysteria for week 12 in the NFL. Mateo, it was a hell of a week this week. Uh, between the Thanksgiving games, the the morning games today, the afternoon games that brought me such heartbreak to the Sunday night game that just concluded. What are some of your hashtags for this NFL Sunday? Uh, hashtag breezes. Oh, thank goodness. Every every week it's... Oh, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> I know oh I gotta get the soundbite ready. God, I messed up was, on that. It was awful. The lead up, the first two games that we had to sit through to get to our Saint our Savior, yes. yeah, Savior Breezes. Fifteen and twenty-two only had one hundred and seventy-one yards, but four touchdowns to a bunch of uh, relative no names. Not in creative players. I was gonna say the only one that I recognized was Tommy Lee Lewis, yeah, and that was because I experimented with him last year when I was in a very deep fantasy league for wide receivers, and he kind of popped up towards the end of the mm-hmm. year. As a guy who could get a couple garbage points for you, they threw it to like the third, the third tight end caught one. Dan Arnold, Austin Carr, Keith yeah, Kirkwood, Kirk, yeah, Carr. Keith Kirkwood. What a fantasy stat line! One catch, five yards, and a touchdown. He would have gotten you what twelve points in a PPR mm-hmm. league. That's ridiculous, ridiculous. All right, next up, and the Falcons. The Falcons are are disgusting, but we'll get to them a little bit later on in, in the coverage. Uh, what's your next hashtag? Hashtag woke up feeling dangerous. Ooh-hoo-hoo. There you got Baker. Right. What a game. What are your thoughts on this game? Because there was a lot, like we were talking before the show Do started. Do we want to talk on the field or off the field? We could talk about everything uh, and everything, anything and everything in between, man. Like, so Baker, let's just start off with Baker. 19 to 26, 258 yards, four touchdowns, threw a touchdown to David Njoku, Antonio Callaway, Nick Chubb, and Darren Fells. Danger. Right? Dangerous. He Man. was. That's good. That's a good stat line. He spread the ball around yeah, a lot too. He was. He looked confident um, too. Okay, so what, what do we want to start with? Um, 
Baker in the post game press conference said that Hugh leaving too early kind of messed like bothered him, and that wasn't even the best thing that happened in the game, right? So uh, you had the interception. I forget who the Browns player was that intercepted a pass. It was Randall on the Bengals sideline. Okay, so again, I just want to bring the listeners in in case they haven't been following as closely as we have. Hugh Jackson at the start of the year was the Browns head coach, got fired, and then became a defensive assistant for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the Browns, a team that he knows inside and out because he was coaching them for the past three years, went and hung five touchdowns on the Bengals, and they lost 35-20. to 20. So that in itself is a joke that writes itself. Um, and just, I, I don't get it. Uh, but then there was a defensive player for the Browns who picked off a pass on the Bengals' sideline and then goes and gives the ball to Hugh Jackson. There's like four Hugh storylines in this game. In this game alone. <laughs> it was all about Hugh Jackson, really. Because there was also, I, I don't want to segue too much from what you're talking about, but there was also the report that he might be next in line to take over from Marvin Lewis. I, which is absolutely right. ridiculous. Like, but uh, back to the pick. Yeah, no, the pick happened. So then he goes and gives the ball to Hugh Jackson, and Hugh Jackson taps him on the head and whatever, and then he throws the ball away. Fast forward to the end of the game where Hugh Jackson goes and he finds Baker Mayfield at midfield, and he goes and he gives Baker the – there's, you know, there's – different types of daps there's the knuck dap there's the i'm gonna give you the bro hand and then we'll go in for the half bro hug i've learned right so i've learned different christmas trees today from christmas tree shopping and now i've learned different daps different daps there are different evolutions to the dap right and then there's like family and friends that you haven't seen forever so Mm -hmm. you just go in for the for the bro hug Mm -hmm. it's whatever but this is like the this is like the the initial dap and then the the half bro hug shoulder touch you know and then you go one arm behind on the back trying to demonstrate you know walk the listeners through it so you got one of those Hugh Jackson went in for one of those and Baker Mayfield gave him the cold shoulder and said no 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 no. we are just doing the first half of this because Hugh starts to go in realizes that Baker's cutting him off then awkwardly reaches around with the with in this instance would be your left hand where you'd tap somebody on the back and taps him on the back of the head like in a mafia style like I bless you son you are you you have my you know you can move forward mm-hmm. and be dangerous you know whatever however you want to do that was a terrible mafia impersonation I'm sorry but it was just the way that it was done was so awkward it was and it really was very painful to watch he was like this is what happens when you don't give me first team refs I don't I mean, oh, no man. hug no bro hug right no bro hug and then and then you had Baker go post game said that he was kind of feeling a little resentment towards Hugh because he didn't like how he just jumped right to jump ship. It wasn't like he jumped ship and found another job in the NFL. That's fine. You jump ship to a team in the division in the same state. So you know that's what's so crazy about that. And then uh, afterwards, it gets even crazier because now the Bengals are tossing around the idea that, like you said, Hugh Jackson might be replacing Marvin Lewis. And if Marvin Lewis is your is bothering you because he goes he perennially goes six and ten, seven and nine. Hugh Jackson has a worse track record. Why are you going to let Hugh Jackson take control of the Bengals? So that's four storylines. And what, has he won three games in the last three years? Yes. Is that what it He's was? got more, so more storylines story than, than wins. wins. Yes. Oh, Jeez, dude. Oh, my God. God. Shouts out to Hugh Jackson. Yeah, that was still on the radar. That was fucking ridiculous, man. Like, I couldn't believe it. As I was watching that game unfold, it just continued to get more, more, more and more ridiculous. 28 to 7 at halftime. So maybe his halftime adjustments worked out because they only gave up seven points. And what was and Marvin said through the week that he was like, I need to focus. Was it more on the defense? Is that why he brought Hugh in? I think so. And it like was there, just. It, yeah, I was like, what is Hugh there for? I will say that the defense on the Bengals was a joke. And then their offense, they were they're really missing A.J. Green. That is a difference maker yeah. wide receiver. If, if I've ever seen one, they are hurting. Like, let's take a look at the leading receivers. 
Uh, Taj Boyd with seven receptions, 85 yards, and a touchdown. That's an A.J. Green-like stat, mm-hmm. stat line, but that's a good co- uh, complimentary piece to A.J. Green. Your running back, Joe Mixon, is next with seven receptions, 66 yards, and then a tight end, Uzuma, with six receptions, 39 yards. John Ross, John Ross re- with his bunny touchdown. Three reception, 31 yards with a touchdown. It's like you need to get these guys more involved. Like, these are weapons. I don't know why this well, isn't. Dalton got hurt, too. Yeah. And so Jeff Driscoll got oh, to come Jeff in. Driscoll. And you actually may have a little bit of a con- uh, quarterback controversy because Driscoll looked decent. Looked decent, but again, it was against the Browns. Yeah, and so. you're playing from behind. But at this point, what do you have to lose with Andy? I think you you know what you have in Andy Dalton. Red ri- red rifle. Great guy. Looking like a super soaker. Yeah, but I, I mean, meh. at least Driscoll has a little bit of mobility. Offense looked like it had more life. Yeah. Uh, and next, another hashtag? Oh. Sorry. Hashtag dark horse, question mark. Yeah. Okay, who's your dark horse? I have a feeling I know where this is going. Oh, Denver Broncos. Yeah, okay, fuck off. All right, let's talk about the game. Actually, well, well it should be dark horses because it's horse-themed, Colts, yeah. Broncos, okay. but let's, let's go with those. Well, the Colts beating the Dolphins, I was expected, because the Dolphins are frauds, and the Colts have been playing well, and I think that they're just, they're, they are taking advantage of a very favorable schedule. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the, the thing that bothered me, so, uh, and uh, like I said, Dolphins are fraudulent. They're a team that'll hang around there. The fact that they're this, that they're 500 this late in the season is good for the Dolphins, all things considered. You had Tannehill, your starting quarterback, missing a couple games uh, in the middle of the season. So the fact that Osweiler was able to hold it down was, it was good for you. But, uh, yeah, Colts doing all right. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not willing to, to say that this Colts team is, uh, is dangerous, but they're, they're, they're in the playoff hunt, which is where you want to be. I um, think uh, Andrew Luck with a Stanford education would use like a bigger word to describe himself uh, instead of dangerous. There would be something that's like 15 letters long. His vernacular is, is <laughs> yeah, far deep. superior. Yeah, he, he would say lethal. He wouldn't say dangerous. I, I was feeling lethal. It's, it's a great – Colts are a great feel-good feel story. Josh McDaniels turns him down, get the get a different coach, and Andrew Luck's finally healthy, and they're just – they're in they the got an offensive race, line to right? protect Andrew Luck. Yeah, yeah, and done, yeah, Ballard's done everything right for them. Yeah. All right, and then moving over to the Steelers-Broncos game. The Broncos won 24-17, and I'm sure John doesn't like listening to me. Cousin John doesn't like listening to me to bitch about the Steelers' woes, so it's a good thing I get to do this here when he's not here. Um, that was just a terrible game. I mean, awful. Big Ben stat line, 41-56, 41-56, 462 yards, a touchdown pass, and two interceptions. The Wizard of Boz, Chris Boswell, their kicker, had one pass attempt, one completion for two yards and a touchdown going into halftime. That was great. Break down the final play. Ah, oh, dude, it's just so bad where the D-line, the nose tackle, the Broncos, they're on the one-yard or two-yard line, I believe, and they need a touchdown to tie the game, and there's about 20 seconds left. And the Steelers block the nose tackle, the Broncos, back about five yards to where he's able to essentially just drop back into coverage. And Big Ben throws a duck that gets picked. And if it wasn't going to get picked by the nose tackle, it was going to get picked by Chris Harris, who was covering Antonio Brown, crossing across the middle. And uh, I was I was very upset to see that happen. But, I mean, also, James Conner only had 13 rushing attempts, um, and you throw the ball 56 times, your offense becomes mm-hmm. extremely predictable, man. you yeah, got to mix it up a little bit more. Wonder. And I didn't like their play calling at the end of the first half. I missed the second half of the game, but I saw the end of the first half, and they got down to, I want to say, with inside the five, they tried to run the uh, – the toss, what is it, the pitch toss yeah, or pitch whatever. Sweep, the, whatever. Yeah, pitch sweep to uh, Juju. Yep. And uh, they get stuffed, and they let the clock run down to four seconds, and they kick the field goal. And it's like, your offense is, there's so many different things you can do with it. Why settle for the field goal when on was the that? road? When was that? It was right before the first half, the end of the first half. No, because that was the game. Okay, so then they went and they scored a touchdown because they lined up for the field goal, and that's where Boswell threw the touchdown pass. 
Oh, you're right. Yeah, they ran yeah. the fake. Never yeah. mind. Oh, yeah. I like the way I'm bashing them. You're right. I completely no, you're good. You're good. I'll, we'll bash them correctly. Yeah, the right yeah. Way, no, I? that was a great play call. Okay, I backtrack. Great job, Tomlin. That was a uh, ballsy. I will say the one thing that's got me very excited about this Steelers team is Ryan Switzer. And why has Ryan Switzer got me excited? Because the New England Patriots have had an armada of small, niche, white, wide receivers that are dangerous. And guess what? The Pittsburgh Steelers got one, baby. Yeah, every catch, I'm like, how are you not a Patriot? <laughs> Trey Quinn on a Thursday night football. I was like, how are you not a Patriot? I had a tweet about somebody that, was, that I was watching. I think it was a Notre Dame wide receiver. And I said, he is a future, he's playing like a future Patriot. Right. And During the combine, there should just guess be that race. like <laughs> any white receiver that runs over, let's say a four, six, five, like they should have a special combine. The Patriots get the scout, then we get the watch. And I want to see Bilicek work his magic on getting these receivers. Notre Dame wide receiver Chris Fink, F-I-N-K-E. Look out for him because I said a day ago, Chris Fink is already looking like a Patriots wideout out there. That's got to be so. like a, after we get past football, when we reach the dreaded offseason, there needs to be like a list of, we come up with a list of white receivers that Just are draft eligible. Future Patriots? Yeah, future yeah. Patriots. Patriot too. prospects. Yeah, we'll Patri- call, it, we'll yeah. call it a segment. Patriot prospects coming come in, in the offseason. Uh, but yeah, so Ryan Switzer, big you got game. one. Yeah, you better use him against. We got them. one. He's a kick returner, and he had six catches for sixty-seven yards. He's uh, smart. He had one carry for four yards. So we just need to we need to incorporate him into the offense a little bit more. Uh, he gets, you get he overcomes a lot of just. He's a gritty player. Yeah, gritty. <laughs> just a real. I, gritty I watched player. him out there, and I was like, oh man, this guy's not a four-five, uh, four-four player, and yet he's just overcoming a lot. All right. Uh, who? What other hashtags do you have? That's it. That's it. All right. I'll throw a couple out there. Uh, hashtag, how about them Cowboys? And that one hurt for me to say because yeah, I really don't care. But uh, the Cowboys beating the Washington Redskins, I think that one was pretty predictable. The one that hurt, though, was, and we'll t- I'm, I might be hinting at this a little bit later, there was a certain Cowboys wide receiver that I was playing against this weekend that lit me up. Mm-hmm. And I am still yeah. trailing and ruining um, what's going on, even with Zeke doing what he did because, you know, Zeke's my running back. Uh, you know what Cowboys ca- have a serious serious chance of winning this division. They, sh- they, I mean, they should. With everything that they've invested into their offense, uh, it's just... How far does it go, though? How far do the Cowboys go? I could see the Cowboys winning their division, but being out wildcard weekend. Maybe making it to the divisional round, and then they're done. They're not deep enough to make a run. I just the- want them to knock off one team. The running joke for me is that this is all a countdown to paying Dak. There was a report today that they said they're prepared to pay Dak. You know, nothing against Dak. It's great. He's fourth fourth round. He's a pick. system quarterback. Um, but geez, I mean, Jerry's gonna have to. I mean, invest a lot. Same with Cooper. There's reports that he's gonna. Cooper's probably gonna make Sammy Watkins money. So right there, you've got two guys that are gonna be making a ton of money. You're off. And how are you gonna pay your offensive line? I know you drafted a couple of replacements. Um, but <laughs> the long term future doesn't look good for the Cowboys. But present times, you you're gonna win the division. All right, and next up on the hashtags, I'll, I'll throw out there, hashtag ARD, like a pirate. Why? Tampa Bay Buccaneers put the beat down on the San Francisco 49ers Good job, Bucks. Today. I'm happy. You stepped up. <laughs> Mateo is extremely happy. Great job. You also, you also, your stupid city made sure that our linebacker, our dumbass linebacker, get arrested. Great job, Ruben. Yeah, oh, my God. That's unfortunate. You can't stay away from a person that you got a second chance, and you fucked it up because you're a piece of shit. <laughs> 
So just taking the chance to attack him. You know who's looking uh, real nice? I'm still hashtag Mullins on Nick Mullins. 18 of 32, 221, a touchdown, two interceptions. Mullins to the higher draft pick with him. Okay. He and was then, he was bad today. He Matt, was Matt Breida. Really Matt Breida is a treasure. You guys cannot get rid of Matt Breida whatsoever. I don't care if he'll be paired nice with McKinnon. If McKinnon, if I I understand that you guys brought McKinnon in, but Breida is the workhorse. Okay, McKinnon should be your scat back because yeah. Breida is the guy. Breida is that dude. I mean, if we're looking for positive signs and going from Reuben Foster to trying to find some silver linings, Brita! is that yeah? I mean, Breida. Uh, Kittle in the fifth round. Kittle looks like a stud at, at tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, if Goodwin can stay healthy, his deep speed would mm-hmm. be great. And even Pettis, they finally got something from their second round pick. Um, he besides had, his hair. Yep, besides his hair and his cat celebrations. <laughs> He's really obsessed with cats. You gotta check out his Instagram. Weird man, that's yeah. so weird. So I hope there's like a Lion King celebration where like McGlinchey like picks him up like he's Simba after he scores. But a couple of positives on the offensive side. Um, I'm ready to go back for them. They have to go back to Bethard. Bethard. They they Get put, they, put no. a, they put a third round pick. You've got to see what you have and give him. You a know what cent- you have in him. Somebody's what gonna you, hold you on. You know what you have with Mullins. Like Mullins every, is way is a way better option than he just than, gets the ball off faster. But even today against a defense that's fucking atrocious, he struggled with pressure. He couldn't step in the pocket. He can't hit an outside throw. He's a great story. Maybe the offense runs. What a part l- of that? What part of that was traveling back east to play a morning game? That's which fair. Is always no, tough. and that is very fair. And then your but coach you're coming out of a bye. Your super cool coach is out there with a flat bill hat, and he's very intimidating. Cal Fire hat. Your, uh, that was that was shout that out was, Kyle. That was dope. But the flat brim. I was looking at him. I'm just like, this guy really thinks he's out there. He's like, an undrafted free agent. He's shown. I mean, it's a great story. But the things that were supposed to be positives for him, he regressed back. The ball didn't come out. He took a lot of sacks behind a pretty good offensive line. And on top of that, oh, I just lost that point. It just disappeared. It just disappeared say, like a, a like a Mullins deep throw. This is what's so great about watching the Niners just or Niner fans just try and try and like make it through the season. Is you just said a second ago you were hashtag Mullins to a higher draft pick, and now you're saying no, throw Bethard back out there's there. There's got to be, but there's honestly, there either quarterback's not going to win you games. Yeah, I mean that's why I keep pointing towards why you pay these Mullins guys. Mullins is going to make it a little bit more entertaining. Bethard's just going to hold onto the ball day and get. St- just smoked in right. the backfield. We, we have a lot of debates on whether quarterbacks get paid or should get paid. Mm-hmm. And when you watch, when you have to sit through and see guys like Beathard and Mullins and nothing against them, a third-round pick and undrafted, you see where the gap is and why a lot of the guys do get paid and why I'm excited to get Jimmy back at least. I give think them a fighting chance. Okay, well, with that, it's I feel like it's a very poor sample size, um, especially when you take a look at the quarterbacks that the Niners have been playing around with these past couple of years. You know, Brian Hoyer, um, who was another one that they had in the. But uh, it, it reinforces how difficult it is to find a quarterback. Though. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, we'll see how Jimmy G does. I don't know if he's. I'm. Look, I, at first I was very upset that you guys paid him all that money. Now I see that okay, the money un- is understandable. But now let's see the skill, and. Uh, decision making has been questionable at best, whether it be the porn star or or trying to cut up field for an mm-hmm. unnecessary two yards that ends your season. Yep. You know, so it's just it's interesting to see uh, to to see how that's going to play out there. Last hashtag before we move on. Uh, hashtag is this your goat? Because Aaron Rodgers best quarterback finished, in football finished 17 to 28 for 198 yards and one touchdown. And this goes back to with quarterbacks that. Quarterbacks need support system. As much as we put on a quarterback, he also needs to have a good support system. I feel like this isn't a bad support system, supporting cast that that Aaron Rodgers has. Devontae Adams. I I just read on Twitter they benched Aaron Jones to use uh, Williams down the stretch. Jamal Williams? Yeah, Yeah, it's crazy. He got one carry for five yards. But you have Devontae Adams, Equinemia St. Brown, who 
very tough name, <laughs> a great first name, tough to pronounce. Um, he's 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 a decent player. I've known about him since he played at high school or since he played. But where in high did school. he fall in the draft? I, I don't know. actually remember where he got drafted. He was, I want to say he was undrafted or he was close to it. He was a guy that was was coming out as a second or third round pick just on size, and he he's he played at fell. Notre Dame. No, I think he got drafted. I believe he got drafted. Sixth round. Sixth round. Yeah. Sixth round draft pick. So you have Equinemia St. Brown. You have Jimmy Graham, who for some reason is just, I, I don't know what's happened to Jimmy Graham. Ever since he left New Orleans, it's just been a regression to Jimmy Graham's career. Oh, he's coming off so many injuries, he can't separate. I mean, he was a guy that well, you're just depending on him getting touchdowns on his size. Yeah. So, all right. All I'm just trying to say is that's pretty funny, man. Aaron Rodgers is so great. You can't get it done. All right. Uh, Put him on the Vikings. The Vikings win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, probably. I mean, Bilicek even said it. He was like, if, if I had Aaron Rodgers, how many Super Bowls would I have? He said some absurd number. That's disrespectful to Tom Brady. And I don't even, I mean, at this point, it's funny because I used to not like Tom Brady so much. And now it's just like, now I have this un, this unjustified hate towards Aaron Rodgers because I'm listening to all these people say that he's the greatest and he's the best. And it's just like, no, he's not. He's the third best active quarterback. If that, the third best active quarterback in the league right now. No. He's, behind, no. Tom, behind Tom Brady and Drew Brees? Yes. No. Brees is – and the, the thing that somebody made a good point to me, shout out to my brother, is the road splits. Brees shout has out to overcome, you, Eric. Uh, Brees <laughs> has overcome the road splits this year, but there is a big drop-off when they're playing outdoors, and we'll see it in the postseason if they're outside in a dome. I mean, he'll put a lot of that to rest. Yeah. Well – Still take if I was if That's I was building a franchise today, I would take Drew Brees over Aaron Rodgers for not no. just not just the numbers that he's gonna put up, but durability issues as well. Aaron Rodgers is fragile. That's a fair point. I Aaron can Rodgers I'll give you the durability. Fragile. Um all right, so that'll do it for um hashtag hysteria. Um I mean, did anything else happen in the game? I mean, the Seahawks beat the Panthers. Uh, I was gonna make a hashtag joke about running errands. That's how bad the oh, we yeah. go from that Saturday slate. Oh my god. Incredible. It was just a bad week. It of was football. a very uh, Thanksgiving kind of sucked too between the Bears lines. The Redskins Cowboys game was eh, all right, but the Falcons Saints was the game we wanted. Uh, Eagles beat the Giants, putting to rest the Giants. Like I, I th- the Giants are still technically mathematically alive, but let's be honest, that division is going to come down to either the, the R words, which I've been missing. Washington, yeah, yeah, the Washington Football Franchise, yep. uh, and and the Brown. I mean the Cowboys. I, I know I called them the Skins earlier in the in the show, but whatever. I tried. I tried. Social Washington justice. deserves it. Social You're Justice gonna... Warriors. I tried. I'm sorry. Okay. Washington deserves it. That's what you get for going with Colt McCoy. Yeah. And then uh, we had the Bills Jaguars, which was just an awful game, man. Jalen Ramsey. You think he's regretting that? Because Jalen Ramsey said, uh, actually, hashtag eat your words. Because Jalen Ramsey almost picked off Josh Allen, but didn't. And then Josh Allen also beat him. So, But to Jalen Ramsey's credit, he did go up and, uh, and, and congratulate Josh Allen on the uh Yeah, that surprised the me. That was really The cool Buffalo though. Bills clapped back at Jalen because they had posted a video back in uh, May of, him, of, of Josh Allen throwing balls. They were super excited. Jalen Ramsey quote tweets it and says, you know, retweets it with a comment and says, those are looking like some interceptions to me. And the Bills go back and retweet that after today and said, this tweet didn't age well. So, you know, jokes, jokes, jokes from the social media department. But, yeah, it was not – I mean, it was an ugly game to watch, but congrats to the Bills. I like what Roger Sherman on Twitter said. He said, I appreciate that Jalen Ramsey trash-talked enough quarterbacks by name that every single week they can air graphics with what Jalen Ramsey said about this week's opponent. Great content. It's so true. Every yeah. week there – yeah, I was, I was like – he said – 
when they got to that game and it's meaningless, I was like, he said something about Josh Allen. And but then right, they, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Exactly. And he said, I so hope, I hope he's a starting quarterback when we play them later this year. Well, you got what you wished for, and you almost had him, but you didn't. Um, and I'm sure Jalen Ramsey's numbers individually aren't going to look bad this year. But when you go out and you make those comments about these quarterbacks, you're just giving bulletin board material, and your team is now what three and seven mm-hmm. or three and eight. You know, we've had them. They've been dead since last week. We're so. going to backtrack to last week's story. Is Jalen Ramsey, what is he worth if they trade him? Do they Should they trade him, and what is he worth? Second-round pick. Ooh. That's it. God, I'd give up a first. I'd give up a second-round pick for him straight up. I mean, he's just he's, he's the best player. I get it, the baggage that comes with it, but in a passing league where there's not many quarterbacks that and can— And defense is pretty tough to play. I get it, but it's just this is still a league where it's very important to get to the quarterback rather than have a guy that could just knock away the passes because— what, what the thing is with a pass rusher, you you have to be mindful of them on every play, mm-hmm. um, where they're lining up, what who they're going up against, what moves they're going to make to come get you. Whereas Jalen Ramsey, if I look over and I see Jalen's on the left side of the field, I'm thinking to myself, you can throw away I'm probably him. not throwing the left side of the field. I'm going to throw str- I'm going to throw down the field uh, in the middle, or I'm going to throw to the right. Whereas like you get someone like let's just throw out a name, Robert Quinn from the Miami Dolphins. When he pins his ears back, he's coming right at you. I need to I need to be aware of him every play. Like there's no running away from him. I guess it just depends too on how your team's constructed. If you are a top five pick and you do have a pass rusher on your squad then adding Ramsey is probably not that big of a deal because you're going to make it up with the pass rush and he'll improve your front the front of your line too yeah all right well that'll do it for hashtag hysteria there were a couple other games today like uh you know the Chargers absolutely mollywopped the Colts uh Ravens beat the Raiders I was I was actually cheering for the Raiders in that game just because I had a feeling that this Steeler game might not turn out so favorable so I was kind of hoping for the standings I needed the Raiders uh, to win and I think that, that covers all. Patriots beat the Jets. Okay, shocker. Right. Sun's going to come <laughs> up tomorrow. All right, um, so that'll do it for Hashtag Hysteria. Now it is time to get a little somber because we have some NFL teams to put to rest. So we've been doing this for a couple weeks now. We tell you which NFL teams are dead. There's just no there's no denying it. They're dead. Their seasons are done. It doesn't matter what's happening. Um, we're going we're gonna to review that list for you again. Uh, the Bills, even though they won today against the Jaguars, you beat another dead team. So the Bills and Jaguars, they've been on the list. They're done. Don't worry about them. Next team on the list, the Jets. They lost to the Patriots today. That was to be as expected. Their season's just kind of set on fire. The Bucks beat the Niners, but but you beat the Niners, another team that was dead. So Bucks and Niners gone. Raiders losing to the Ravens. They've been dead. Uh, you've got the Browns. The Browns beat the uh, Bengals today. Not that impressive. Dead okay. on dead crime. Right. Well, they're not. The the Bengals aren't technically dead. Oh, they're Even dead. Even though both of these teams are still alive in the playoff hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would be willing to put them on there as well. Uh, the Lions. The Lions lost on on uh, Thanksgiving to the Bears. A Mitchell Trubisky list Bears. Uh. So you had a chance to win and you didn't get it done. And then of course the uh, Cardinals losing. They continue to lose. And then the Giants. Um, you know, they had us fooled there for a second. I was on. I was on. I'm off now. I would say have Eli rebury him, but he probably missed the dirt. You're on. Dirt on them. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it's so bad, Eli Manning. Oh, my God. Um, but, hey, you got Saquon, though. Yeah, congrats on your generational running back. You know, great <laughs> job, be, guys. It's going to be around for seven years when yeah. you need a quarterback to last is twice as long as that. Uh, but, hey, I don't cheer for the Giants, so I ain't tripping. Um, and then we're going to add a couple teams here. We are going to add a uh, late ad. I'm going to do this right now, Mateo. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, we are adding to the dead list. They are done. Yeah, you're dead when you bring Hugh Jackson aboard the Sabres. You're, you're, you're dead. Yep, that's and it. That, and that poison just ruins the rest of the team. 
Um, I'm gonna throw. We're gonna we're gonna bury the the Green Bay Packers. Yep. I think it's I think it's safe. Bye, McCarthy. Yeah, McCarthy's getting fired. The Packers are sitting there at what four six and one. Yeah, four six. Four and six one. and one. Uh, you're definitely not gonna catch the Bears, and you just like you've you've now tied and lost to the Vikings. Mm. They own the tiebreaker there. So uh, Aaron Rodgers, at least you have a couple hundred million to fall back on. Maybe you could take the time to call your family now and check to see how they're doing. Jordan Ro- Jordan Rodgers is gonna come over here and bury you too. He's- oh. He's on welcome. his way. Yeah, Jordan Rogers, you are more than welcome to come on this <laughs> podcast and say whatever you'd like about that situation. Well, we won't ask you any questions um, about The Bachelor. You can just bash it. I will brother. pour gasoline on that fire all day. And then the last team we're going to add, um, because this is just fucking pathetic, okay? Well, the, the Atlanta Falcons, what happened, man? Is Matt Ryan elite? Is Matt Ryan elite or was it all Kyle Shanahan? Uh, Compo of both. I mean, he's got some weapons. God, it's it's his defense is so bad that he's they have the. I mean, they're pinning their ears against them. They know they're gonna pass. They're missing so many guys on defense. So that'll do it. We have we have 13 teams that we have buried. Um, I, it's gonna continue to grow. Obviously, only 12 out of the what 32 teams can make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So we'll continue to bury them as they go along. But we can tell you if you are a Bills, Jets, Bucks, Raiders, Jags, Niners, Browns, Lions, Cardinals, Giants, Packers, Falcons, or Bengals fan, you're done. Hey, we got mock drafts coming out this month. This is mock draft season. <laughs> you're done. Start watching a ton of college football and start tweeting at your team that they should be looking at these players. This is your one chance. But uh, Cousin John, you guys need the Oregon quarterback. Oh, yeah. Herbert. Yeah, yeah. Herbert, John. Because Get you, rid of Carr. You, you want Bosa so bad. Oh, yeah. They need well. The thing is, is that Oakland, if this was like a two-hand touch league, then maybe Derek Carr could Oakland, play in it. Oakland has so, I, that's a good burn. Um, Oakland has so many draft picks that they could afford to actually pick up uh, Bosa or Oliver and then turn around and get a quarterback later on in the I mean, in the draft, they, even though there won't be a, pun, a ton of strong quarterbacks. You I know? mean, they could if they end up at one. It's Bosa at one. You trade one of those picks for Jalen Ramsey. You have the cap space for Le'Veon Bell. You can create this really crazy offseason. It not. They're gonna. I'm sure John, cousin John. Gonna have some fun roster baiting over things. That, ooh, I like that roster baiting. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll try and incorporate that in the show too. <laughs> All right, that's good. All right, so that will do it for uh, NFL teams that are dead. Wow, we timed that out perfectly. Uh, so props to us. All right, so from sad to glad, it's now time for fantasy football fanatics. Mateo, the floor is yours. Week 12. Tell us how it went in the fantasy football world. Oh, I woke up feeling dangerous. <laughs> Baker and Chubb are on here. Baker threw four touchdowns. You've got a Chubb. Yeah. Oh, man. So 33 points for Baker Mayfield and 27 points for Nick Chubb. He even got involved in the passing game. He caught one. Uh, did you see that catch? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. So Chubb- sorry, I'm drinking water. Yes, I oh, did. Yeah. <laughs> I timed that perfectly. <laughs> you could tell choking. I was looking down. <laughs> it was like, oh, my God, Jeff's drowning. Uh, yeah, so 27 points for Chubb. Chubb seems locked in as a running back one. The high trade has just unleashed him on teams. Cleveland's got a huge Chubb, and your fantasy football team could too. Uh, next guy, Christian McCaffrey, 46 points. 100 yards rushing and 100 yards receiving. That was fucking ridiculous. Run CMC, man. He had 100 yards on the ground and 100 yards through the air. And what did you say? How many points did he score? Uh, 46. <laughs> Two, he touched down both ways, too. Could you imagine if you just, out of, out of random chance, just decided to start Chubb Mayfield and McCaffrey, you would have won your fantasy game with those three alone. I mean, it's it's unbelievable with McCaffrey, and they got rid of C.J. Anderson. He's been seeing 97% of the carries. 
So, I mean, right. he's going to be – him and Chubb are going to win some championships. Uh, Continuing our, on with the first down, the studs. Our guy, Amari Cooper, oh, 38 fuck points. Fuck off, man. I was watching that on Thanksgiving, and the whole time my head just sunk lower and lower into my chest until dinner was served. I, there was a point where I stopped talking to family because I was just watching what Amari Cooper was doing to my team. Again, I'm playing against him this weekend. 180 yards. Fucking ridiculous, man. What, the, what does he have, three touchdowns or something like the that? The second Dude. touchdown must have killed you because you're like, somebody's going to catch him. Somebody's going to catch him. Yeah. Nobody caught him. It was, oh, my God. And that's – like you were saying, he's probably going to get paid off because of a game like this yeah. where Jerry Jones is going to fall for that trap. He's going to be like, here's the, here it is. He's going to back up the truck. Oh, uh, God. And the final guy, Juju, your boy. Yeah. Oh, man. He saw, when I looked up the stats, I mean, he had, it was in a 97-yard touchdown. Yes, the longest play from scrimmage 13, this year and yeah, last year. Ben peppered him. 13 targets and or, uh, catches and 17 targets. The only thing that worries me is that you have two number one wide receivers on that roster in Antonio Brown and Juju. You've already paid one. Juju's definitely earning the money. He's definitely putting up Antonio Brown-like numbers. I just want to be able to. Sh I just want to make sure that we're able to hold on to both these guys. You've lost Le'Veon. Hold on to the wideouts. Fantasy from a fantasy perspective, rest of the season, who's the number one receiver? Is it going to be Antonio, or do you think Juju's giving is giving Antonio a chase for his money? See, look, Juju's going to get the more targets, but Antonio Brown is just so deadly because that 97 touchdown, that 97 yard touchdown pass to Juju, that could have easily been Antonio Brown. I wish so, it was Antonio Brown. Yeah. I was playing on a team where I had Roethlisberger and the other guy I had Juju. Uh, all right, and that's it for your studs? Yeah. All right, next. second down, let's hear the fantasy duds for week 12. Oh, everybody's favorite running back, too, Jordan Howard. Just Fucking 13 bullshit, yards. man. I had him on my Yahoo League. Is he, so the question is, is he droppable? I'm still going to hold on to him just, just because so, of what he did last God, year. They, they even incorporated – there was, like, another scat back that caught a touchdown. Tariq Cohen? No, not not even Cohen. Okay. There was another running back that caught a touchdown this game. I'm blanking on what his name is as a, as the fantasy fanatic. I'm, <laughs> but, like, there's – I would drop him at this point. He's only good for, for goal line touchdowns. I was going to say, I don't know if there's very many running backs left, so at this point I've kind of screwed my – I have on Johnson. I have Leonard Fournette. It was just – Howard was who I was, who I was rocking you with. You didn't take the advice and handcuff? No. Oh, yeah, you got a handcuff carry-on. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, next on the list, a uh, pair <laughs> next, of Eagles. Next clipped, duds. Clipped wings. Golden Tate and Alshon Jeffrey. Seven oh. points for Tate and six points for Jeffrey. Take these broken wings and learn to fly again. Okay, you can jump in any time. I'm stop. No, I, I wanted you to. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I, was like, I was like, get your voice out there. <laughs> Yeah, just uh, Tate's just been a huge bust. That's uh, ever since that trade, man. It, I think Detroit came out the winner in that because Philly's just like, what's going on? Yeah, I've had people pitch to me over the week of, uh, you know, a lot of guys are trying to figure out who to start over uh, Tate, and I just, I was like, you've just got to take a wait and see approach. He's not seeing any targets in the offense yeah. until the, until they rebound, and then Jeffrey even he looked like he was starting to come around and just came in with a three catch effort. Uh, the final guy, Jarvis Landry. He's on this week uh, on the list for the second week. He only had six points. Uh, same problem as kind of uh, like Jeffrey and Tate. The targets are going backwards for him. And this was supposed to be a guy that was going to be the number one target in Cleveland. He galvanized the locker room in, in hard knocks with that speech. Like it, Jarvis Landry's a head case for me because in in Miami he had it nice, right? Mm -hmm. It was you're going to get your your 100 catches, a thousand yards. You're going to do it three to seven yards at a time. Now you're out here in Cleveland, and it's just falling to shit. Like you said, man, I don't know what's going on. No, I don't either. And No idea what's going on. Same thing. You gave up a draft pick. You gave up a ton of money for this guy, and he's pretty much similar to what Boyd is without the touchdowns. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's disappointing.
All right, that's it for your, your duds. Mm -hmm. All right, on to third down. Let's go to injuries. Who got hurt this week? Big one, Melvin Gordon, MCL. Yes, dude, I saw mm -hmm. that on the red zone. They were saying that, too, on the broadcast. They were saying, why are you running this play Why with a guy who just came back from an injury? And he lobbied really hard to get back into the game. Yeah. Which, oh, gosh. Unfortunate. Just, yeah, they must be just killing themselves. Sick. Yeah. Sick. So, Eckler, Eckler did a great job filling in. He he stole it. I, I guess it's not really vulturing a touchdown when the guy's hurt. Yeah, right. And out, but... I, you hate know, I, don't I hate that when you watch a guy put in work for like 80 yards on the drive and then they bring in the goal line back. I'm like, no, mm -hmm. no. And, All right. Uh, the other one is uh, uh, Kenyon Drake from the Dolphins injured Ooh, his shoulder. He actually one, had a great game. It was his shoulder? Yeah, they okay. said shoulder. How bad did it look? Because I was watching the game, he was holding his wrist, and the, the announcers were saying that they were making a big deal about his wrist, but then he ended up coming back into the game. So mm -hmm. his shoulder's all right? They're still. They said he made it through the game. They expect him to practice, but it, I mean, from all the reports, like I, I missed the second or I missed that game, so it sounded worse than it really was. Okay. So. And then uh, is that it for injuries? Because mm -hmm. I have one to add to that yeah, list. Yeah, the next one. You were you you brought him up earlier in the in the show. The uh, red rifle, Andy Andy oh, Dalton. Oh, Andy Dalton. Yeah. Uh, gosh, I was I was, I was debating that one. Uh, I don't know. Does he have much fantasy? It, maybe if AJ Greenback, he's he pretty. Comes back. He's pretty average, man. It's like one of those things where you, like you were saying earlier, it shows you the value in certain quarterbacks when you've got, you know, obviously Driscoll was an okay backup. I watched him at the University of Florida. I'll tell you, Jeff Driscoll is nothing to write well, home about. Well, he almost made the next list for my streamers because just yeah. the the rushing ability. Yeah. I mean, Tebow Light. Meh. No, not really. Tebow Light. Yeah, he's, like he's Tebow Light. All right. Fourth down. This is your waiver. Uh, would you would you call them streamers? Guys that you should be looking for to pick up on the waiver wire yeah, this, this week. Yeah, this week. I mean, a lot of leagues. This is where the playoffs. You're trying to get into the playoffs. I know the Cohort Sports Report League. We're starting playoffs. Don't don't worry, Mateo. I will extend the invitation to you next year. That oh, was my I'm excited. Fault that, that'll make it my price six fantasy football league. Yeah, we'll just have the yeah, 20 bucks. Right in. Have the 20 bucks ready. Yep, I'll have it ready. All right. Uh, let's see. Da I like Dak. I mean, God, they're, they're offense. That's is good. That's interesting. Changed. My girlfriend was asking me if she should pick up Dak Prescott because her quarterbacks right now, I'm blanking on who they are. Oh, she had, uh, I forget who her starter was, but she wants a backup because right now she's got uh, Stafford as her backup, and it's just like, all right, drop his ass. Perfect timing because Stafford's second on the list just because of the from a pure volume standpoint against the Rams. I mean, their defense hasn't shown up. So Dak or Stafford, that's not going to help her. <laughs> no. I, I think if I had to pick one, I would. It, it, it depends on if Marvin Jones plays. If you if he has Marvin Jones, Galladay, and Carrion Johnson's not playing, and Theo Reddick's out there, they're going to have to be pass heavy, and they're probably going to be trailing. Yeah. Speaking of which, remember when I brought up a couple weeks ago that trade that I made, Jack Doyle and uh, Marvin Jones mm -hmm. for um, Deion Lewis? So Deion Lewis hasn't hasn't played much, but this was the second straight week that Marvin Jones was out. <laughs> Jack Doyle caught a touchdown, which was whatever, because you know I had the backup in uh, Rudolph anyway, who I think did all right for me. Um, but I mean, Kelsey's my number one anyway. Hey, He's on buy. Always always feels good when you can sell damaged goods to somebody. Exactly right, yeah. and it's like I mean, you know, it was to Bill, so I'm not going to talk smack to Bill because you know I, we have him on the show. But mm -hmm. that one, I I really did steal that one. He's from like Bill. this week. He's like this is the week Marvin Jones will be back. And once he does, I'm sure he's going to get him a lot of points. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, who's next up on the uh, waiver wire pickup? Uh, he was on last week. I would sprint to get Gus Edwards. Over 100 yards today. The uh, Ravens running back who was owned in 0% in the fantasy league. Oh, okay. I could not get one share of him in a league. It drove me insane. Uh, he's got he's got a great schedule coming up. Um, and it's great that he actually had production. I think L Lamar Jackson's really helping opening up running lanes for him. <laughs> well, you can't have Lamar Jackson run the ball 30 times a game, so might as well give it to a running back. Nope. Uh, and next guy, Austin Eckler, okay. uh, going back to the Melvin Gordon injury. Um, he's just going to be locked into a... a Heavy role. He's a good passing back too. Rivers likes him. Any uh, more? Any more waiver wire pickups? Uh, two more. Trey Quinn. We got to have a white receiver on the list. 
Not Ryan Switzer. Okay. No, not Ryan Switzer. Do you, do, does he have fantasy value? Juju? No, 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 no. Antonio no, no. Brown, Vance McDonald? I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't. And then who's your other? I don't like how the idea catches. Uh, oh, Dante Pettis. Just okay. nine, pure Niner homerism. That's the, that's the only reason I have him on the list. He saw seven targets. Okay. No, you don't have to stop just because the music does, but I know that we're wrapping it up, so I'm like, oh, I'm not going to No, that was like a dog there. I was like. No. Whoops. I was like, oh. My bad. Sorry. So, Trey Quinn, who's he play for? Uh, he's the Washington Oh, receiver. the R words. Yeah, okay. He, yeah. He, so, he pick him touchdown. up. Pick him up. And then. Um, Cap Pettis. Yeah, Pettis. All right. Uh, two jokes that I want to. There are one joke that I want to bring back from hashtag hysteria. I shouldn't have said, how about them Cowboys? I should have said manifest destiny because the Cowboys took care of the R words. A uh, nice little historical joke for you there. God willed it. Um, and then the second one is, Mateo, we completely forgot to talk about the fight that took place in the uh, Buffalo Bills-Jacksonville Jaguars Ooh. game. So because Leonard Fournette was getting into it with that you know, DN, they had to be restrained in the hallway. should have been third down, yeah, yeah, Leonard Fournette being kicked out. Yeah, so, but, I mean, it's no big deal. Just give me just give me like 30 seconds on what you thought of that fight and what was going on, if you saw anything, anything about that. I just love that the whole situation was right. They got down to the one-yard line, and then there was the fight, and then they got pushed back, and they missed the field goal. Yeah, that I mean that's that summed up Jacksonville. Jacksonville that's that's Jacksonville. Yeah, that's Jacksonville season right there. They got down to the one. Leonard Fournette, their best offensive player, gets ejected, and you miss a field goal. Yeah. What was your reaction? It was. I mean, it was ridiculous. I was watching it. It ended up delaying the game like 30 minutes so the witching hour started in the red zone and it was like so for those of you who don't know this is the one hour between the morning the morning games are ending and the afternoon games are starting and uh, the witching hour had started and the the jags were still in the third quarter and i'm just like wow you guys are you guys need to pick that up and then the fourth quarter flew by because there's just a bunch of running of the football so but yeah that was i just i saw it pop up on the on the telly and i just wanted to make sure that we talked about it so that's got to be a thursday night game next year if bills and jaguars are on the schedule They've got to play on Thursday night. Make that. This is the only way to make yeah, that game entertaining. You Mike Jalen Ramsey and you Mike Josh. Josh Allen was fun in that game, watching him pump up the crowd and talk trash back to Jalen. All right. Um, okay. So now it is time. We have been waiting for this for so long. All right. We are. It's time for the pop culture update, and you just gotta just just hold on. Are you are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, but we're still going to talk about it. Why? Well, because it's in the news. Uh, this is a very good pop culture update. We've been hinting at it all throughout the show. Lots of juicy information and just stuff to break down. And just we're not exactly sure exactly how to cover it, but we're still going to talk about it because, like I said, it's in the news. Um, I first want to start off with Cyber Monday. You, you juice for it? We'll start off really nice and easy, and then we'll get into the heavy stuff. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm fired up. I've been doing my research. Paid off my yeah. credit card. I'm still ready to hit all the deals. You were saying Fanatics has, what, 30% off Fanatics still? right now is 30% off. Shout Jeez. out non, Non-sponsored shout-out to Fanatics. Exactly, right? They do not sponsor the show. We're just saying take advantage of that sale. I was getting bombarded by Barstool all Thanksgiving talking about Black Friday sales that are going to be going on. I, can't, I can only imagine their, their, Black Friday, or their Cyber Monday sale is going to be... Um, and I've gotten like all the team sites that I sign up for, Giants, Warriors, just waves. It's like yeah. two or three. They'll drown you with three emails. Yeah, a day. I was like, I will Baker Mayfield you guys. I don't care if you're my favorite teams. <laughs> I will stone you. I will put you on spam. Yeah, right? I, will, I, I don't want anything to do. I just laugh because those things are coming in hard on Thanksgiving. And I'm like, we haven't, I haven't even eaten the turkey yet. Come on. Why are you guys doing this? What do you usually target for uh, Cyber Monday? Cyber Monday? I've heard Cyber Monday is the best time to go for uh, clothes. So like mm-hmm. clothes and... um. 
Black Friday is really appliances and TVs and electronics. That's your good Black Friday stuff. Cyber Monday is where I heard you get a lot of good clothes and other other assorted goods. Yeah, um, and then clothes will continue to get. They'll they'll be better deals on clothes as you get closer to Christmas, according to my girlfriend. Yeah, so. I saw like Red Wings. 50% off. It's so difficult to find Work, discounted. Re- working man right there. Yeah, right there. Yeah, just blue-collared man <laughs> looking like for my, my boots. boots. Yeah. <laughs> need non-slip boots in the yeah. liquor department yeah, right there. Me. Yep, I'm rocking my boots. Also, uh, yeah, I, you said that you're going to give me proper 12 for Christmas, so that's huge for me. I really hope it comes in time because you have a month before com- I kick you off the podcast. Completely sold out. <laughs> like, Connor, you're the man. Like, that's incredible. Right? Um, all right, and then we're going to transition to movies. As I see this new Steve er- or, uh, Steve Carell movie up there, Marwin or something like that, the one that where he becomes a... Where he becomes a you can't just tr- drop this trailer that I I've can- never seen Oh, right what, now. dude? He's like, he gets jumped by a bunch of guys, and he uses this as, an, as like, the dolls as, like, his ability to, like, bounce back and recover. It's really weird. Like, it, it looks fascinating, though, because it's all World War One, uh, World War Two based I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That would be a good feel-good Christmas so, movie. Um, speaking of other good movies... Uh, I went and saw Bohemian Rhapsody on Black Friday with the family. Holy shit, man, that's a good movie. Mm-hmm. It makes Freddie Mercury look out to be like the fruitiest asshole ever, <laughs> which is kind of a, a um, what's the word I'm looking for? A par- a par- I think a paradoxical statement to say. I'm not sure if I'm using that word correctly. Uh, oxymoron. There you mm-hmm. go. Um, that's what I was saying. Fruity asshole. Because, I mean, I knew the dude would, you know, he swung that way, but I didn't realize like, and obviously I wasn't alive for it, but I didn't realize that he just like broke off from the band and was like, I'm going to do my own thing. Cause like queen looked at themselves as a family of misfits making music for misfits. And then he broke off to do his own thing. And it was just like, Whoa, that sucks. And then he gets hit with AIDS and decides like, I need to bring the band back together. So it's interesting. Like what's real and what's not. Cause I went and after I saw it, I I was just on my phone all night reading queen articles. And there's a lot of debates on like the live aid, like the buildup to live aid that didn't happen. Like the band knew that he had AIDS before that. Oh, okay. So a lot of, it was played up for the movie which yeah. kind of bums out i i love the performance what though. i really didn't like so you saw the movie yeah that's good okay what i didn't like was his like lover dude that ended up taking over like once he got his manager fired and like he did the whole solo thing out in mm-hmm. germany whoever that guy was and then he turns around and goes on the news and like starts spewing all this stuff about him it's like hater like you know did you halfway through the movie i was kind of like what is this movie really about i it it almost seemed like a freddie mercury biopic right? more than queen yeah and so i, I what else? What else I took away from it is I, I was amazed at how many of those guys have writing credits on the songs. Yeah, I mean, not and not just that the their genres like how many different genres they could hit with the music that they could do. Well, but be, that it was they his were voice, dude. Guys. It was Freddie's yeah. voice that was amazing, and just like his idea to to know that his idea for Bohemian Rhapsody was like not well like the band was all for it but the rest of the like the a and r and yeah, all these that was cool to see they weren't down that. for it yeah it was cool it was a very very good movie highly recommend seeing it again they did not sponsor the podcast that is just a uh, an affirmative like go check it out that's a good movie what was your favorite queen song or is your what oh is your? my god favorite queen song dude i say the one that stuck in my head for no reason i don't even think it was in the movie is fat bottom girls mm. just because of the way it opens up yeah oh you gonna take me fun yeah. one. i can't so. appreciate radio gaga yeah, that was really? a good one. When they the performance was good, yeah. but I, I can't listen to the the actual song. Like I listened to the performance in the movie, and I, I was like, really "That's a good song." And then I went to go listen to it, and I was like, "No, nope, I just love me. the melody to it." Yeah, um, I like another one. Bites the dust. That's a good one. Just the 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 bass. This thing called love. I didn't yes. even know that. I didn't even know that was a Queen song. Okay, this thing called love, right? So Flan, if he was here, we did Northquest, the the ballroom dancing thing that they mm-hmm. do around here in Sonoma County. A crazy little thing called love is what you do the swing to. 
and you learn that song. So I've known about that Queen song for forever. It's a great song, but I, I just hear it and I just think about uh, Norquest. So like, but once I get over that, then I can enjoy the song again. But yeah, there's a bunch of good Queen songs out there. I went and listened to their first album that they dropped because I, I didn't realize that they recorded that all in one sitting. So I went back to listen to it and just the different sounds that they mm-hmm. played around with. Really good. Queen yeah. subtitle. And I, watched, I watched, uh, went back and watched his Live Aid performance and mm-hmm. that's just, yeah. you get chills. Yeah. So, all right. Um, and I like the, real quick, I want to touch on this. I liked how his first performance when they're playing at that little college town, he messes up the mic and just pulls the mic stand mm-hmm. out. And then sure enough, all his performances from that point out, that mic stand was just that awkward, like in that length. Um, all right. So from one, uh, from a movie about good music, to some news about a rapper who makes um, meh music, I guess we could say. Uh, what do you know about the rapper Takashi Six Nine, Mateo? Um, I just know that he's my favorite mumble rapper. Mumble rap. I don't know if this is mumble rap, man. I don't. I, I'm sorry. We're just gonna play. No, this is go. most favorite. So- this is most famous song. Sending shot, shot, shots. Okay, so interesting with that, with that song, or with that song lyric. Uh, I'm a killer, or squad, whole squad full of killers. I'm a killer too, uh, because Takashi Six Nine has he was arrested and he's now been transferred to a new facility used for witnesses who cut deals. Now, if you keep your ear to the streets and you know anything, you about to, you you from the streets, you know that um, this this is not what you do in rap. You don't snitch. Okay, snitches get stitches. It's not cool. You don't you don't tell. Um, so according to TMZ, Takashi 69 has used has been transferred to a federal facility that is regularly used to house witnesses who cooperate with the feds. Uh, the sources connected to the new detention center tell TMZ federal authorities facilitated the transfer Wednesday night. Our sources say 69 specifically asked to be in a unit away from the Crips and Bloods. <clears throat> Interesting, because you said you're cool with both of them. And his attorney would not comment on whether his client is trying to cut a deal in return for spilling the beans on others in his racketeering case. He would only tell TMZ the transfer was for security reasons, and uh, Six Nine was getting threats from other gang members at the Metropolitan Brooklyn Metropolitan Detention Center where he was at. Man, the shit's gonna hit the fan so quick for him. So Takashi, who has been behind bars until Wednesday night at the Brooklyn Metropolitan Detention Center where he was exposed to other inmates and general population, is now in a unit with neutral inmates. Translation: No gang members. So TMZ broke the story. He was arrested Sunday night for allegedly racketeering. Authorities claim he was involved in conspiring to commit armed robberies, drug dealings, and shootings. Uh, they believe 6ix9ine personally committed an armed robbery back in April, among other charges that span over the last five years. So a uh, classic case of you're going to get popped for what you rap about. And uh, not to mention that this guy was also in trouble for being like a diddler. Like he was he, he was 16 or 17 at the time that he performed a, a sexual act like like a 13 or 14-year-old. So I've never been about the guy since I saw the whole 6ix9ine tattoo. He's got 69 tattoos of the number 69 over his body. I think it's a little excessive. Uh, good on him that he's been able to take advantage of a shock shock society, you know, shock value in mm-hmm. society. We're just like, whoa. And then we hear the rap that he's coming out with. Um, it's just, it's very interesting. I could see the workout side. Like I'd want to work out to that. And like I, I told you, I call him a SoundCloud festival rapper. <laughs> I, love, got, I love that. He got That's started so on SoundCloud, and he just makes the type of music that is perfect for festivals. Like, you, I would not go to see a concert just with him, but if he was in the lineup, I'd just mm-hmm. be like, okay, there's about to be some energy here. But um, 
Uh, that's not me going out of my way. I'm not saying I go to a festival four, six, nine. Just want to throw that out there. I'm just saying if he was on the lineup, I'd expect a show. But with all this going down, this is inexcusable. I, I'm very excited that you met when you mentioned that uh, he raps about a lot of the things that he's been accused of. Now I want them in court to pull up the lyrics. And like try to pinpoint what he's rapping about. Could you about? imagine that the attorney just? Can you please describe <laughs> to us what blicky blicky hit him with the sticky uh blicky blicky uh hit him with the sticky uh means? Because uh, I'd love to know what blicky means. So I think I know what sticky means. You're hitting him with that that stick, that gun. I guess it sound really white, but uh yeah. And then when I was doing my research too, like he's he's had a falling out with some of the people that are within his crew, right? Yeah, dude. Well, and he's so obviously not allowed to say Treyway anymore. It's like the judge literally said, "You scream out Treyway in your songs or in videos, like that's inciting, like that's that's a violation of your probation." Like it's nuts. So he has, so he has, like Bloods and Crips that are after him. You got the he's the feds. Feds. And then his he's still crew. trying to put. He's trying to now his own crew, and he's still trying to put on this facade for social media and everything. So. Uh, we shall see, but yeah, if he gets out, there's no way that he could he could say that he didn't tell. No. You know, especially with you're on probation, you've got popped, and you've got all these things on your record. Like, sorry, bro, you shouldn't have been so stupid, and now you're out here, you know, and you had a song stupid that was, you know, so it's it's pretty stupid, uh, just in general. So, uh, no thoughts and prayers to Takashi Six Nine. We will just see how that story unfolds because that is crazy. Uh, shouts out to friend of the show Kevin Pilar for bringing that one to my attention because if you guys talked about it, I was like, no, I keep my eye on the story because I see it on social media. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we'll definitely bring Pilar in for further further evaluation of that eventually because he's he's all over that story. Last up on the pop culture update, Mateo, you messaged me this last night and it caught me so off guard along with the rest of the world. Uh, what's going on with Dwight Howard? Well, I guess Dwight Howard's got himself into a little bit of uh, the wrong mentions. I don't, I don't even know where to begin on how to figure this out. But here's the the initial tweet that sparked this is from um, is it Masson? I don't. Is it is it it's that the the train? Okay, so here's the backstory. Mm-hmm. Real, in a nutshell, I'll say it. I'm a little bit more insensitive. I'll be able to walk these statements back. But uh, Dwight Howard is accused of having sex with trans trainees. Um, he it wasn't just one; it was two. So he was dating one and then cheated on that one with another one. Um, but then it's come out that it wasn't a transgender, it was a cisgender. And I'm sorry if I sound insensitive, but it's very difficult to keep up with all your pronouns. So I want to either identify these individuals as just people, it, or we come up with a new universal pronoun like a Z. Like instead of a he, she, it's a Z, like a Z-E, just that. We should just, we should just troll them with their pronouns because it's, I want, I want to use the right pronouns, but there are so many that I can't keep up, and it's almost starting to come become like a made-up language. You don't have to comment on that if you don't if it makes you uncomfortable. I will say I just I wish there was just a list that had so I could be I, honestly whatever makes you happy. I have no problem. You, I'm, right? And, it's and, like, it's a cultural thing for me. I, I for me it, it comes from we we're binary. We're always binary, and yeah. so it's frustrating. Like I I get what you're saying, but it's like the we, whole we gender so spectrum things. thing is pretty tough to to keep up with. Like it's if we like, were in another culture, this would be like accepted. I'm I'm financially conservative, socially liberal. If mm-hmm. I was to put it, and that's why I registered independent. We don't talk politics often on this show. There's mm-hmm. a reason for it. But I'm getting to the point where I'm just curious. Is like where do we draw the line? Because I'm trying to keep up, and I'm gonna say some insensitive shit because. I can't keep up with all the rules that are being made. And now my question is, we've allowed so much to happen. When is the pushback going to come? But that's for a different story. Let's get back to what, mm-hmm. what Dwight Howard was talking about. I mean, what, what Dwight Howard was doing, I should say. Because if anything, this tells us why he had uh, sore glutes in the beginning of the season. He was missing some games with those with those sore glutes. He was getting pegged. So, like, the... Just she dropped, like, a huge, like, thread. It was, like, how oh, many 18 pages? Hey, did you just assume... Uh, 
that person's gender, the individual in question, the Mateo. I, know, I didn't know which way to go with it. The, the, the IIC or IIQ. Well, I, will, I, will send, I will send that person a message and I'll be like, whatever you want to identify with, I'm more than happy Just to say Just let me know so I can talk about it on the I'm, podcast. I'm more than happy to identify <laughs> to go with whatever you'd like to if it makes you feel happy. Anyway, hey, go ahead. Whatever happiness is within that. Do whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Just don't harm others, man. That's why we can't right. tolerate bigotry or racism. But it's just like, you know, if you want to walk and you want to smoke weed on the street, go ahead, do it. You want to walk around and get drunk, that's fine. Just don't get behind the car and, do, you know, don't get behind the wheel. But go ahead. As so, after we juggling, so after juggling all of that, here's the, the tweet right? that sparked yeah. it was, I was afraid to speak, but today my life was threatened after I was sexually harassed, threatened, and manipulated by someone I respected. My ex-boyfriend, NBA player Dwight Howard, and his cap camp, also catfished by his disrespectful ass pastor. Pastor. Woo! Yeah. There is some death threats going around saying that they like they know where where this person lives. That person needs to leave their job. They need to move away. There's there's a lot going on there. Apparently there was a picture of somebody getting into Dwight's DMs and and saying like or like this person was in his in his DMs saying, Does your family know that you like to date trans people? There's some questions if that's photoshopped or not. Um, it really has raised awareness to the whole transphobia mm-hmm. that we have around here. Um, it's just a gray area, man. I don't, I'm not exactly sure what to make of all of it, you know? Um, but it's, it's, <laughs> that's interesting, man. Could you imagine it's, being a teammate of Dwight Howard? It was the last thing I was expecting. From Expe- Dwight, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and especially since Dwight's portrayed as somebody, and he's tried to, I mean, he's, he's crossed the line many times. Uh, I, I, I can't judge somebody what they do, but I mean, he's somebody that ha- has faith in religion, and yet we've, We've had countless reports of him being accused of cheating on his girlfriend. You were getting filled up with more than the Holy Spirit there, Dwight. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, so... Um, there's reports that he would go out into trans parties and partake in uh, in the different various uh, acts that would go on at these parties among these individuals and then go back to his... Uh, his main squeeze, and they were very un- unhappy about that. And then uh, for the on on the court thing, it's like the Wizards are in the middle of this, trying to figure out if we're picking between Wall and Beal, and you have just <laughs> so much turmoil. Uh, yeah, you've got yeah. There's just there's a lot. I think what was it John Wall that told the uh, Scott Brooks to basically shut up? Yeah, don't tell me what to do. Don't yeah. don't boss me around. So blah blah blah. Like it's there's it's a it's a dumpster fire in Washington, and this just makes things worse, not only for Dwight on the court, but off of it as well. Yeah, and I. Did, did he come out with a statement? Uh, he's denied it. There's somebody that messaged. Uh, I've seen a couple. Again, it's tough with the with mm-hmm. the with it's the threads because really you don't real. know you don't know who photoshops and whatnot. But somebody apparently reached out to him and said, "Is this true?" And he goes, "Of course it's not." And it's just you know, uh, luckily for Dwight, the way that the news cycle moves is that by next week, if if this. If he addresses this, then it'll become a bigger story. If he doesn't address it, you let Twitter do its thing for a week. Uh, then the majority of people forget about it, and then there'll always be those trolls that will make a comment to him when something happens. Mm-hmm. Um, like, damn, look at Dwight in the transition defense, but they'll capitalize T-R-A-N-S. Yeah, you know? I mean, for him, is uh, it's gonna, he's already a guy that gets clowned on a lot. and so Honestly, for, props to me. I just came up with that right on the spot. But, um, you so, know. So, I mean, this is just for people that are, are definitely going to cross the line even more with him. Oh, yeah. So, you'll get attacked by a bunch of faceless eggs on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so... Dwight Howard, that's a messy situation and something because we've seen pro athletes in certain situations before, but nothing like this. We are venturing into a whole other realm. Yeah, we really are. I was so. we were t- before we started uh, recording. It's like what? How do you is, talk about this? What, well, yeah. How do you talk about this? But also, how do you how do you compare it to another story? Because there hasn't really been a story like this. That's, that's what, public, yeah, right? And that's what I'm so. It's unless it was just because it 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 really does. Um, 
I say it, it transcends the whole closet um, homosexual athlete because you think you're going for somebody of the opposite gender and then you find out that this person used to be the same gender as you and then it's just, does it become an instance of like how good the, the surgery was? Because like I'm not well versed in that area. So, you know, uh, for fear, fear of me making an insensitive comment, mm-hmm. like I said at the start, I'm able to walk this stuff back because, uh, you know, it's like I, I'll say stuff knee-jerk reaction at first and most of what I say is in jest. And I'm very understanding. Like I said, fiscally, mm-hmm. fiscally conservative, socially liberal. I just want to keep up with everything. And it's very difficult when it, it seems like new stuff is being thrown out there every day. And we haven't really come up with ground rules on how to talk about this stuff. Because if you don't agree with that group, the mob mentality of everybody else is so quick out to attack you. you yeah. Know? I was so. kind of th- I was thinking about my comments earlier about how I called Ruben Foster a piece of shit and I'll probably have people that would be angry about that. But I mean, it's you just, know, it's, yeah, it's, Hey, mean, you're it's, entitled to say what you want to say on this podcast and you can hide behind the logo and I'll defend you, even though we tag you in Twitter all the time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, like I said, worst case scenario, you'll just have to deal with those trolls and the social justice warriors that are just like, yeah, how dare you? That's so ridiculous. And the, the trans rights are human rights. And it's, it is, it is, but we just have to draw, we just have to establish rules. There's rules for everything, mm-hmm. and, you know, I feel like if we're just trying to abolish all rules, then there's going to be nothing but anarchy, so it's just like, you know, let's, I'm willing to work with you on this, you just got to be patient with me and walk me through this process, and we can use some logic with it, too, because a lot of it, a lot of it right now is just emotional backlash, where mm-hmm. it's just, the people who are standing up for Dwight Howard aren't even standing up for Dwight Howard, they're standing up for the individual in question, um, and it, you know, and I don't want to. Cr- I'm gonna cross the two stories with with Foster and with what this go ahead, go ahead. is. But it's just the fallout. You hope that whatever this person is accusing Dwight of, you hope it's true because of the backlash that that group of people will face. Just like the person that ended up not being at the time when she accused Ruben of domestic violence, and then when that wasn't true, the backlash that she faced and setting back the movement of uh, yeah hashtag of the, me too yeah, yeah of that. I mean, you just hope that these. <sighs> It, I mean, that's what makes it so difficult. Well, there are certain people on the sides who are willing to fall in a knife. They say, this isn't getting enough story, mm-hmm. or this isn't getting enough airtime, so I'm going to do this. I'm going to be the martyr for this story to make sure that this cause gets put out there. But it's just like, honestly, if those people came and attacked me in my mentions, my block button works. You mm-hmm. know, I'm here to debate sports all day. I debate Mateo every Monday. Whether Who's better, Drew Brees or, mm-hmm. or Aaron Rodgers? I got time Tuesday through Thursday. Yeah, Fridays, I mean, I'm that's, pretty that's busy, the, but yeah. That's the start of the week is Monday. <laughs> so... That's how we start off the work week is just arguing about who's the better quarterback. But, um, yeah, so that happened. Uh, we'll see what how that plays out with Dwight Howard. Um, that'll do it for the pop culture segment. So that was an interesting yeah. one. Uh, Mateo, do you have any closing thoughts as we move as we move away from this episode? I can't believe it's December. Like it's, no, we're, it's we're, not. It's, it's not good. December. Dude, I mean, we are a week we're away. Gonna, we're going to be in December. I can't believe we're going to be. Uh, Christmas tree's up. You know, uh, you know, Monday is the start of the work week, and once the Christmas tree goes up, we're in December. I'm calling it. Regardless I, if it's still November 26th. Come, where's my la- landlords? Come for my rent. It is December. Right now, I will pay. I'll have the money ready for you. Uh, I, yeah. just, I can't believe the way. Next time, next time you'll be on here, it'll be, it'll be December yeah. 2nd. So we can celebrate. It'll be the second week of December when I'm on. No, no. Yeah. It'll be the second day of December. Yeah, it'll be the last last day of the week, too, that I'm on. <laughs> All right. Well, that was. Do you have anything that? That was a blast. <laughs> um, no, really. I'm just going to be still covering the high school sports, man. Just had an article come out in the North Bay Biz magazine. Turned another one in. We'll see how those projects keep coming. What do you find the differences between covering uh, high school football and high school basketball? I haven't covered a high school basketball game yet, so I am about to pop that cherry soon. Um, I did it back in high school, and from what I remember, it is a lot tougher to keep up with the pace of basketball. Mm-hmm. Football is much easier because it's start, stop, start, stop. Whereas basketball. 
I mean, you know, you, you hope it doesn't happen, but you could have two minutes of just guys going back and forth and just hucking up threes, especially with the way the game's played today, and just missing. So I will I will let you know as that goes. Um, I'm actually, I, I think I need to get two stories out by the end of the month. So I have this week, I'm going to be hitting up some high school, ba- or I'm going to be trying to hit up some high school basketball games. Um, show up as a journalist, not as a creeper. Uh, and, and we'll take it from there. Oh, so. and also the podcast is on iTunes. Oh, yeah. Podcast is on Apple music or Apple podcasts. I hope you're listening to it on there. If not, uh, definitely subscribe to us on Apple podcast or yeah, Apple podcast. Um, if you don't have an iPhone, we are working on getting, uh, onto other forms. I've been, uh, talking with, with Flan about Spotify. I just had uh, Mike Devald, our, our hockey, one of our hockey correspondents that's going to come on sooner or later. I've been talking about him enough, dropping those hints. Uh, he was talking to me about a couple of other platforms that the podcast could end up on. Uh, but of course, to the cohort that's been listening since day one on SoundCloud, we appreciate you. But if, if, it, if, if you have an iPhone, it's much easier um, on Apple Podcasts because these episodes will just download right onto your, your device. So uh subscribe unsubscribe and subscribe again and rate five stars subscribe yep and uh because that's apple's algorithm is stupid like that and you can you could trick the algorithm for us so um all right yeah mateo that's it you're good yeah yeah subscribe and when when the start of your week comes tomorrow you'll have the new cohorts on there (laughs) yes new episodes every or what did i say twice a week you get them on there all right that'll do it for us For the haters and losers, of which there are many. Until next time. Bye. you for the longest let's smoke clear but you know my tree be the strongest my branches got banks i'ma be here the longest i dare you little bitch cannot be on no bullshit young nigga shit i'ma get ridiculed for dumb shit don't rain in california but my niggas ready to dump shit i don't like no fake big but you back on like school lunches i beat you we dash nigga like num num that scrumptious don't like no fake niggas wanna collapse for the clout but i know you niggas already know what i'm about but i've been bossing since a jitty and we litty at the house niggas claim it away but use waste for they rouse nigga Feel the Oh, oh, oh.